0: Salutations, my friends and thank you for tuning in to another edition of factions of freedom i'm your host noise Era freedom faction whichever would you prefer and i have titled this episode country in crisis the vaccinated and dimming the future
1: open your
0: eyes yes because that's exactly what we intend to do open your open eyes open your eyes
1: I... I... I, That's the plan, baby. I... 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 I.
0: Yes, we have a whole lot of news coming out for you guys in this episode. China saying that the U.S. is unqualified to speak from a position of strength, as well as the Boulder Rampage shooter being apprehended. Turns out he's not a a white supremacist. Wow. Big shocker there. We also get into uh, Boris Johnson greenlighting the pubs to mandate vaccination passports. That's right. You have to have a passport to go get drunk. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, we have a very information-packed episode, as well as uh, scientists wanted to conduct their first sun-dimming experiment this summer. Yeah, open your eyes. The world is becoming increasingly crazy quick updates that I'll go ahead and get started for you guys if you have not listened to the mini cast we did earlier this week in the eyes of the enemy you're missing out it was a very uh, spiritually nourishing transmission we were really able to get into a lot your eyes. American iniquity the uh, uh, let the dead bury the dead deep spiritual things that people should really get into that we'll probably discuss as well next week fantastic It truly was. Also, uh, the course that we released to our exclusive members can be made available to you upon request. Uh, If you guys want to get access to the five types of apps you need to create your own news feed, the course we created to teach you some of the introductory skills we have doing this. Hit us up in the DMs or email me, and then I'll be sure to send that your way. Yeah, we are definitely, again, diversifying the content because you guys deserve it. We have to change the game up because it's changing up on us. And with that being said, let's start the show. Show number 1108, season 11, episode 8. You know, earlier this week I was uh, reading an article by Michael Snyder about uh, essentially why demonic possession is becoming more and more prevalent in society. Why is that happening? Why is uh, demonic possession becoming prevalent in today's society? I told you guys in the mini-cast we did earlier this week, in the eyes of the enemy, it was very spiritually nourishing. One of the things that we got into with uh, one of the guests that joined us is the sixth vial being unleashed upon the world. And in my analysis of the scripture, I think it's uh, Revelation chapter 16, verse 13, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but in my understanding of the scripture, it talks about beasts coming from coming up, coming above ground, and angels angels coming down from heaven, and then commingling with man. Uh, but here's the kicker: it's not astonishing. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. Ironically enough, even though these entities have found themselves here, they are welcomed. Yes, they are commingling among us but there's no problem, there's no hassle there's no drama let me see if I can pull up this article here real quick for you guys and I'll give you a quick uh, a little quick breakdown of uh, some of the articles and some of the stuff we'll be getting into in this episode here's an article uh, by Michael Snyder of the Most Important News is there a reason why demonic possession seems to be getting a lot more common in our society he put this up uh, March 23rd over there at the most important news, and let's see what all the hubbub is about. Uh, and I and I and I think what I'll do is probably something in the future here shortly that goes over this because this is a fantastic article. I even went and looked into some of the stuff that they were talking about uh, with this Tory McKenzie lady, and uh, it's it's actually pretty freaky. She found a an entity standing over her child's desk, over her child's crib, and it was very, very crazy. Uh, But let me read this article, and then I'll get into the topics with you guys, and then we'll go ahead and start the show. It says, in this article, and I'll put the link for this in the description bar below if you guys are very curious. It says, in this article, I am going to share with you things that defy, quote, rational explanation. As our society has become increasingly obsessed with the occult, experts that deal with the case of the demonic possession report that they have seen a huge surge in demand in recent years. Many of those that reach out for help are absolutely desperate because often the torment caused by the demons is almost unbearable. Unfortunately, the movies, television shows, books, and video games that draw so many of our young people to the world of the occult just keep getting even darker and darker and even more, quote, realistic. So it is quite likely that the surge in demonic activity in our society will continue to escalate. Now, uh, because we have new people joining us every single week, every single day, you may not have known this, but your old boy Freedom Faction over here had a series called The Occult World, where we tracked some of the surge in demonic activity. Uh, Like I said, I'll be doing this probably in a separate minicast or even in the Occult World Series, addressing this because it's a fantastically written article. It breaks down uh, people being plagued by demons, the difference between, like, schizophrenia, demonic possession, and how we really need to understand the difference. We're not talking about how there's been a surge in exorcisms, right, but how there's been just a a, a massive report in demonic activity. I mean, (laughs) it's, 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 I'll keep reading this and then it'll make more sense. Like I said, I won't get into it in its entirety. It's a very lengthy read, but I would recommend you guys look into it. It says, of course, a lot of people out there never spend too much time thinking about such things because they cannot see into that realm. But once in a while, all of us have an opportunity to get a glimpse into what is happening on the other side. For example, a grandmother named Tori McKenzie set up a motion-activated camera to try to determine what was causing her two-year-old granddaughter so much distress during the night. It turns out that the camera did capture an image of what her two-year-old granddaughter was seeing, and when she saw what it was, Tori McKenzie completely freaked out. And so, let's see if we can get this article up here for you guys because, like I said, it is very fascinating. Uh, the, the 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 picture that is attached to this article uh, it's terrifying. You know, and this is a grandmother. There's no way she's going to have access to Photoshop or any type of photo manipulation app or software uh, to come up and render something like this. Uh, But here, let's go ahead and get this article up for you guys, and then we will really get into the show. Sorry to take a detour talking about uh, the paranormal and the supernatural, but again, this is the supernatural and the, the, the spiritual war that we are in. Okay? The world here is just manifesting what's happening in the ethereal, in the... In the ether. So uh, the article that they have hyperlinked here. And what's what's interesting is we need to do more shows like this. Where we just follow rabbit trails on information. Because every single article that we end up putting up there. Onto the page. Has these type of links and references and things like this and more. Uh, we just go over what's on the page. Uh, but clicking to the Tory McKenzie article. Leads me to a 7news.com.au article that was published by Adam Waring march 20th and it was updated on monday march 22nd it says terrified grandma finds demon with horns standing over a toddler's bed and so i'm gonna skip i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of see if i can get rid of all these aids all these ad aids let's see if i can get this to the reader view and just get you guys a picture uh, audio listeners you guys can't see this i'll try to describe it the best way i can uh video listeners you guys can see this i'm going to zoom in if, as much as i can uh but r- r- for sure you have a hunched over being staring into the sky uh with it with it with it, again with its back arched uh, it's hunched over eyes are white there's no discernible characteristics uh but what's crazy is when you look more through the article without all the aids it shows you Uh, a close-up of the actual creature and it's so crazy because when you get back into the article the grandchild talks about uh, communicating with the entity and how the entity showed up for a couple of days but after a while uh, both the granddaughter and the grand the other grandson uh, began to say no no shoo away and that's when she set up these these motion-activated cameras. It's really This is a really, really well-written article. I would definitely recommend you guys to go check it out. But let me get back into it. It says, Tori McKenzie set up a motion-activated camera at her son's house. After complaints, his two-year-old daughter, Amber McKenzie, was talking to something unseen in the middle of the night. The 41-year-old checked her camera's app four days later to find a bone-chilling image of a figure standing inches away from the sleeping tot and her seven-month-old brother, Michael McKenzie, with a, quote, horn on its head and long claws. You guys can see the picture in the article there. It says, in a desperate attempt to get it to leave, Tori McKenzie started, quote, burning oils, but that only stirred the creature up even more. When she tried to rid the house, which was hers, but is now owned by her son of the, quote, evil presence, by burning oils, she claims the cabinets and the curtains opened and closed, and music began to play by itself. These things are very real. And the incidents becoming increasingly common throughout our society that even the mainstream media is starting to pay attention. And so I'll put that link in the description bar below if you guys want to check it out because it is very well written. It goes over a lot. Uh, how Dr. Kamal Emak wrote published a paper in the Journal of Religion and Health that explored the link between schizophrenia and demonic possession. Uh, it even talks about Other exorcists, one like James Cloud, who's performed hundreds of exorcisms, and he's saying it's getting worse. Things are intensifying, okay? So I know we look at things over here through a sometimes political lens, but that article is probably going to make me do a mini cast in and of itself to really encapsulate the crazy times we find ourselves in. We're going to be talking about UFOs and paradigm shifting technology uh, in the third segment, but I thought it was important to set the stage for this episode with that article. Again, think about how crazy the times we are in. Truly, I'll say this and I'll get back and I'll, I'll start, to put, start up with the actual segment topics. Uh, but, you know, as I said before, and as you guys have heard me reiterate, especially in the month of March, that hazard protection has been gone. And they have definitely removed God from society, from education, from academia, from culture, from politics. And again, that hedge of protection is gone. And whenever it is gone, that creates a vacuum. What do you think is showing up in that vacuum? We literally played a clip for you guys on Instagram Live and subsequently on the show of a man at a protest screaming praise to the chaos God, dancing in a circle, potentially eating a mock heart. This is the spirit that is running rampant. This is what we are talking about. Politics and news is simply the vector to do so. And with that being said, let's for real start the show. Again,
2: that is an article by Michael T. Snyder where he talks about uh, how or asks the question,
0: Is there a reason why demonic possession seems to be getting a lot more common in our society? I will attach that link in the description bar below if you guys would like to read more about that. Now, getting into the country in crisis, something that really kind of trips me out. Last week, there there was information that came out where China said that the U.S. is unqualified to speak from a position of strength. I interpreted that as a slap in the face. Let me get into this article. It says NBC News calls it a, quote, public spat, while France 24 said, quote, tensions flared as Chinese officials rebuked Biden administration officials on camera in a high-level meeting between the two world powers Thursday on U.S. soil. Let's take a listen. Top officials from
3: the U.S. and China have publicly
0: exchanged sharp comments
3: and welcome. Uh, On behalf of uh, National Security Advisor Sullivan and myself, Um, our administration uh, is committed to leading with diplomacy, to advance the interests of the United States, and to strengthen the rules-based international order. We'll also discuss our deep concerns with actions by China, including in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on the United States, economic coercion toward our allies. Each of these actions threaten the rules-based order that maintains global stability. That's why they're not merely internal matters and why we feel an obligation uh, to raise these issues uh, here today. Uh, I said that the United States relationship with China will be competitive where it should be, collaborative where it can be, adversarial where it must be. We do not see conflict, but we welcome stiff competition and we will always stand up for our principles, for our people, and for our friends. We look forward to discussing all of these matters with you in the hours ahead.
4: So we hope that when talking
0: about universal values in the national parts of the United States, we hope the U.S.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, given, uh, hold, hold on
5: one
3: second, please. Hold on one second. Mr. Director, uh, State Counselor, um, given your extended remarks, permit me please to add uh, just a few of my own before we get down to to work, and I know Mr. Sullivan may have a few things to say as well. Um, I have to tell you, in my my short time as Secretary of State, I've spoken to, I think, nearly a hundred counterparts from around the world, and I just made uh, my first trip, uh, as I noted, to uh, Japan and
4: South Korea. Uh, I have to tell you, what I'm hearing is very different from what you described. Well, I
5: think we thought too well of the United States. We thought that the US side will follow the necessary diplomatic
4: protocols.
5: So, for China, it was necessary that we make our position
4: clear. 我现在讲一句, So let
5: me say here that in front of the Chinese side, the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength.
0: Wow. There there you have it. We are not qualified to speak from a position of strength to our Chinese overlords. And all of a sudden we now have spats of Asian attacks. We now have Uh, Asian Americans saying, Why aren't black Americans standing up for Asians? We have all this crazy stuff going on now. Very, very interesting. Let me go ahead and finish off reading this article and then I'll continue on. Uh, We have become a joke of a country. They don't respect this politically correct keister kissing that we do over here. Uh, They know that they own us, they know that they own our military or they, they know that they own our media. They know that they own Hollywood. They know that they own Beijing Biden. And so, yeah, they feel like we are not qualified to speak from a position of strength. We have no leverage. Let me get back into this. It says, uh, China's most senior diplomat, Yang Jiechi lectured Secretary of State Tony Blinken and White House National Secretary Advisor Jake Sullivan on human rights at a, at the meeting in Anchorage, Anchorage Alaska. Quote, The United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength, Yang said. On Friday, President Biden was asked to assess the performance of his top foreign policy officials. Quote, I'm very proud of the Secretary of State, he said, the New York Post reported. The Chinese officials rebuffed U.S. criticism, the Post said, over the communist regime's crackdown on Hong Kong activists and its persecution of the Uyghur minority. The Trump administration officially determined Beijing is carrying out genocide against the Uyghurs, a mostly Muslim people group. Yang insisted that "quote China has Chinese-style democracy." quote It's not up to just the U.S. but also the world to evaluate how the U.S. has done in advancing its own democracy. Yeah, this is this is why you have uh, Joe Biden coming out praising or essentially you know, placating the Chinese, saying that, oh, these are cultural norms. The genocide of Uyghur Muslims, the slave camps, those are those are cultural norms. Getting back into this, it says Yang said that the Black Lives Matter movement highlights systemic racism in the United States. Quote, China has made steady progress in human rights, he said. Quote, and the fact that there is, that there are many problems within the United States regarding, regarding human rights, which is admitted by the U.S. itself. I'm going to go ahead and cut it off there because you get where this is going. This is why last year, uh, we 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 towards the end of last year, we really started looking at how uh, China was involved in the funding of things like Black Lives Matter with the uh, Black Futures Group and things like this. Uh, but there you have it. We do not have we are not qualified to speak from a position of strength. So while our foreign adversaries no longer respect us. we are essentially being put into a position where we are basically invaded. Right here, leaked document. More than 800 migrants held in cage-like facilities for over 10 days. The max time allowed is 72 hours. This is an article by Phil Shaver of The Blaze. They put this up March 23rd. And think about this. So our trade has been destroyed because of China. Uh, And now... That our nation has been brought down to essentially a grind, a grinding halt because of COVID, massive amounts of debt, uh, and and, and I, I like I don't I, I definitely do not fault what's going on with immigrants and, and migrants and things like this because they the, the whole thing's being politicized and weaponized. Uh, these people are being brought in to become a permanent voting bloc. Uh, that is essentially subservient to the state. This is a very, very complicated situation. Uh, But what you're seeing is, again, that globalism assault on the nation, you see, where, again, no borders, no walls, no USA at all, uh, to where you have, again, our adversaries not even contend with us, but essentially mock us, you see. Not even bully us, but belittle us and not keep us, on the world stage. Let me get back into this. It says, a recently leaked Department of Homeland Security document obtained by Axios revealed that thousands of migrant children are being held in Border Patrol search facilities longer than is legally allowed, with 823 of them being kept in cramped cage-like units for more than 10 days. Under current law, 72 hours is the maximum amount of time that a child is legally allowed to be in the Border Patrol custody, after which they are to be transferred into long-term facilities operated by the Department of Health and Human Services. However, in the first weeks and months since assuming power, President Joe Biden and his administration have been unable to manage the crisis as unprecedented numbers of migrants descend on the U.S.-Mexico border in hopes of lenient treatment under the new president. Yeah, you can literally see clips of uh, people from Honduras and Guatemala that say, having shirts that say Biden for president, Uh, and they say things like, oh, well, we know Biden's going to be a much more lenient president. That's why we're trying to get here. You know, and 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 I started watching this show over there on Paramount Plus called Coyote, uh, where they have uh, this one gentleman. I forget what TV show he's from, but he's a former Border Patrol officer. And one of the things he tells this immigrant or this migrant lady that this this little girl that's basically helping escape Mexico, he 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 drills it into her head to say, hey. Tell them that you are fleeing Mexico because you have a well-founded fear of persecution. You are in fear of your life, therefore you cannot return. You have a well-founded fear of persecution, therefore you cannot return to Mexico. You have to cross the border. And I mean, just the other week we we went over how some of these immigrants are being given papers uh, and set up and just brought here. And so this is a whole organized system, right, Uh, to where now you have the cartel basically working with the with the American government legitimizing some of this. I mean we talked about it last week as well. This is how human trafficking takes place. So when you have people like Kamala Harris who has the gumption to laugh when asked, "Hey, are you going down to the border?" <laughs> um, not today. That's that that that's them showing you that these things that are important to you are laughable because you're not inside of the club,
2: you don't get it. You see, and now you've got Joe Biden setting up Kamala Harris in charge of the border crisis. Let me go
0: ahead and see if I can pull up this clip here for you guys, and then we'll get into how an Arizona town has declared a state of emergency over the border crisis, because they're literally just bringing migrants in and dumping them in these communities, telling people to basically deal with it. And this is not a new issue. Long-time listeners of the show, you guys have heard, uh, you've definitely heard us talk about the the immigration situation. Uh, you've heard us talk about our trips down there to the border, uh, talking with other people who are involved in some of the uh, importing and the exportation of migrants even here, out in the desert. Uh, but let's go ahead and get this clip up here for you guys, and then we'll continue on afterwards. This is Joe Biden putting Kamala Harris in charge of handling the border crisis.
6: Sure the VP today, because she's the most qualified person to do it, to lead our efforts with uh, Mexico and the Northern Triangle and the countries uh, that uh, help us, We're going to need help in stemming the movement of uh, so many folks uh, stemming the migration to our southern border. And, uh, you know, back when I was vice president, I got a similar assignment, but one of the things we did was we made sure that we got a bipartisan agreement with Democrats and Republicans to provide over $700 million to the countries in the Northern Triangle to determine the best way to keep people from coming is keep them from wanting to leave. Um, and, uh, And the reason why so many people were leaving we learned was that uh, not only gang violence and trafficking and cartels, but natural disasters, hurricanes, floods, uh, uh, earthquakes. And, uh, and so it's not like someone sits around a hand table somewhere in Guatemala and Guatemalan says, I got a great idea, let's sell everything we have, give the money to a coyote, have them take our kids or us to the border of America, take us across, leave us in the desert. We don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? Uh, one of the ways we learned is that uh, if you deal with the problems in country, it benefits everyone. It benefits us, it benefits the people,
2: and it grows the economies there.
0: I'm sorry if that sounded like mush mouth. That's essentially uh, our president now hiding behind a mask. And if you guys continue to watch that uh that whole little press conference, he 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 basically uh, he basically ends it saying, "Okay, well, what do I do now? Do I keep this on, or who who, who do I hand this to?" He has an old uh, dementia-ridden moment uh, later on in that actual press conference, and it's kind of sad. Uh, but there is Joe Biden, our commander in chief, promoting Kamala Harris to handle the border crisis. It says Harris will lead the effort with Mexico and nor- at the northern. Triangle, uh, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador to manage the flow of unaccompanied children and migrant families arriving at the border, and the number is not seen since the surge of 2019. It says, starting today, the Northern Triangle nations and Mexico will know there was a was one senior official dedicated to this effort. To be very clear, this is an important task, a senior official told reporters during a conference call. This all comes from a report via Axios. It goes on to say that it was held just an hour before a White House event with Biden, Harris, Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra. The crisis at the southern border is totally out of control because of Joe Biden's open border policies. As reported, 15,000 unaccompanied child migrants are in U.S. custody this weekend, including 5,000 being kept in overcrowded Border Patrol stations not meant for children. On Monday, photos were leaked to Axios of children stuffed into crowded cages and squalid conditions at a U.S. Customs and Border Protection overflow facility. Uh, And we actually have some of those clips up here for you guys. Uh, This comes from Project Veritas, I think. And they have been killing it with their reports. I mean, how crazy is it that we're in a time where we want some kind of transparency, where we would want some news coming out, I'll play that clip here here uh, for you guys afterwards. But let's go ahead and get into this article about an Arizona town basically declaring a state of emergency because of all these migrants. So because they're able to have 15,000 just this weekend alone in detention, you've got to think about just this weekend, 15,000 and how it's surging because they saw that Trump's no longer in office. The green lights go. They, they, They said this, too. Uh, some of these migrants, you just have to go find some of the clips in the videos. Well, unfortunately, we just haven't been able to capture them and, and, and get them out there. But uh, let's get into this article. This is by Samuel Allegri. Uh, they put this up March 23rd. It's from the Epoch Times. It says, Arizona town declares state of emergency over border crisis. Uh, the mayor of an Arizona town is calling for a state of emergency over the crisis at the southern border. Gila Bend, a town near Arizona's border with Mexico, has a population of 2,000 people. Mayor Chris Riggs told Fox News he is placing the blame on the Biden administration for transporting illegal immigrants on buses to his town, noting that particularly due to the ongoing CCP virus pandemic, they don't have the necessary resources to take care of the influx. Quote, Border Patrol let us know that they were going to dro- going to be dropping migrants that they had been detained for 72 hours in our town, which we really didn't understand because we have nothing here. Riggs told Fox, Quote, We have no charity organizations that can help, no non-governmental organizations that a lot of larger cities and towns do have to assist these people. He explained that they have not received any federal or state assistance and that the illegal immigrants being dropped off in his town can't get food, lodging, or COVID testing. Great. So you're literally just taking people who have traversed the desert and then placing them in a town. This 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 is called the Great Migration. Right. They said it was a conspiracy theory. This is the Great Migration, the replacement migration. This is the socioeconomic reformation. This is the paradigm shift. This is the no borders, no walls, no USA at all. There's no one illegal on stolen land. This is what this is. Right. Just bring these people here. We will build an infrastructure afterwards. Let me get back into this. It says the mayor told the news outlet that crime has gone up in Gila Bend recently. With about twenty illegal crossers coming into town on foot almost daily, so the fifteen thousand that they're apprehending every week, or on the weekends, on top of the twenties that the twenty illegal crossers that come daily. And, and 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 people think this is a great thing. How long is this going to be? You know, I I I watch that show, Coyote, on Paramount TV, and it's it, it's just crazy. They make Mexico seem bonkers, bro. Like they legit legit do. And so I can see why people are leaving to come here. Uh, But the thing is, is they are also bringing that type of behavior here. We're hoping that these people, you know, get jobs and go to Starbucks, get jobs and go to Target, you know, get jobs and do things like this. But you've got to understand how that may not be there because of COVID. And again, the socioeconomic changes that are happening because of COVID. And so, even in the twilight of America, we still have that remnant of being a much more uh, 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 safe place for these people. And so, I can't fault them, but again, just look at the statistics, look at the information. This is not racist or bigoted. This is, this is just how all of this stuff is. This isn't some conspiracy theory. Uh, this is the agenda. It says, Riggs said that the cost for COVID-19 testing of two busloads of people a week would cost around $600,000 a year. Last week, the National Sheriff's Association said up to 50% of the legal immigrants are testing positive for COVID-19, the disease caused by the CCP virus. Great. So they literally release a virus, destroy our economy, and then we have migrants coming in here that are testing positive for the virus that the Chinese released. And then you have the Chinese saying that we're unqualified to speak from a position of strain. Very, very sneaky. Very, 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 very... Uh, uh, Shady, very, very sophisticated and calculated these attacks are. Again, that's how you understand it is an actual operative agenda to weaken and cripple America. Earlier this month, Arizona took legal action to block new federal immigration regulations, saying that these would cause negative consequences for the state. The new rules would limit the capability of ICE to detain some illegal immigrants unless they pose a threat to national security, entered through the border after November 1st or committed aggravated felonies the Biden administration says that the rules do not impair arresting or deporting people but the officers in the field would need to request permission from their superiors to arrest people outside of the aforementioned cases so definitely expect a lot more things to change or uh, I wish I could say change a lot of things to switch up just 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 look for a lot of different things that take place regarding the border uh they're sending Kamala Harris down there but we can only we can only speculate how much of an asset she will be down there you see uh i might be i might be thinking about it wrong you know she loves locking people up so that would be all the more reason to send somebody like Kamala Harris down there because she's not connected she's not attached to these people you know she can't pander to them or, or she can pander to them, but at the same time move forward the agenda of of, of, of control uh, but let's go ahead and load up this video for you guys of Project Veritas's most recent expose breaking down some of these uh, these 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 detention facilities. I think it's crazy again how throughout the entirety of Trump's presidency they talk smack about these kids in cages and how now it's just normalized it's just accepted. It's like, well, of course we have to keep these kids in cages. We're trying to bring them into the country. Don't you want to... What's wrong with you? Are you a xenophobe? Insanity. But uh, let's take a listen
7: in Donna Texas if you want to take a look at this facility right here to your left that is the Border Patrol tent facility stands right behind me just a month ago Customs and Border Patrol agents completed the construction of that facility it's a 165,000 square foot facility and we have never seen images inside this facility before they won't even allow the nonprofit lawyers who conduct the actual oversight of these immigration detention centers to go inside nobody has seen photos inside of this place until now, Project Veritas has obtained never before seen photographs of what it actually looks like inside this facility. Shocking images showing people wrapped up in what looks like metal foil, laying on the ground, their faces covered. Why won't the administration be honest about this? Why won't they show you these images? We have a man who's telling us to leave. Where would the press? It told us it's private property, but you know what isn't private property? Airspace. We're gonna fly this Cirrus right over the top of the detention center to get a better look. Airspace is not private property, so we're flying a thousand feet. There's the facility right there. You can see it. There it is.
2: Flying over the facility to give you a good vantage point.
7: recent press conference, the press secretary was asked a question, why they haven't released these images?
1: Even you haven't released any images that you obviously could could redact if you wanted to. Again, we, we remain committed to sharing with all of you uh, data on the number of kids crossing uh, the, uh, the... She
7: dodged the question saying, quote,
1: And we remain committed to transparency. I don't have an update for you on the, the timeline. timeline.
7: end quote. Well, Press Secretary of the White House, let Project Veritas do your job for you. Just last night, we have now obtained these photos inside this facility. Now, these photos are very, very grim. In addition to the photos, Project Veritas has also learned that these were taken, these photographs were taken in the last few days. There are eight pods with eight cells in each facility. At any given moment, there are an average of 3,000 people in custody inside this detention center. Now, the pod has eight cells that are currently holding 600, that's 600 unaccompanied juvenile males, aged seven to 17. They are separated by age or physical size, depending on the room. 50 of the individuals inside this facility were COVID positive in these cells. There have been multiple sexual assaults inside this facility, uh, normal assaults and daily medical emergencies. This border crisis does not appear to be slowing down. In fact, we've just obtained new leaked documents as well from another insider, this one inside the department department of homeland security it says the document was prepared by the US customs and border protection office of intelligence it warns of a potential central american based caravan coming our way in less than 2 weeks on march 30th it says quote in the days leading up to march 30th And should a caravan form, CPB personnel in the region will work closely with and maintain constant communications with CBP Customs and Border Patrol. Now, every car that drives by is beeping at us. A lot of people giving us the middle finger here. A lot of people are not happy that we are filming or we are recording or asking questions about this facility. Not only did our DHS, that's Department of Homeland Security Insider, leak us these documents, the insider also secretly recorded in a private DHS Q&A session, Alejandro Mayorkas commenting on what he thinks is happening at the border, and you can hear this quote from Alejandro talking about the new administration making a decision not to expel unaccompanied children. The new
8: administration made a decision not to expel unaccompanied children, and, um, uh, we are addressing uh, a significant increase uh, in uh, the encounters uh, with uh, unaccompanied children in between the ports of entry.
7: Here's a Customs and Border Patrol van. These are minors aged 7 to 17 inside the van. He's waving at us right now. The people that are being accompanied in this facility, according to what Project Veritas has learned... Uh, between the ages of of 7 and 17, males, 600 unaccompanied juveniles. As you can see, we're on the corner of South International and Rio Grande Street, uh, just south of Donna, Texas, north of the Mexican border. We were just there. Uh, at the bridge. We really appreciate the brave insider who worked with us on this story. Crazy. The public has a right to know that we're going to create an army of whistleblowers and insiders. You can reach out to us at Veritas Tips. That's V-E-R-I-T-A-S Tips at ProtonMail.com. Some extraordinary images here.
0: Dude, James O'Keefe. What a legend. What a legend. I sleep well knowing he's out there getting the job done. There's James O'Keefe of Project Veritas, Doing the work. Releasing footage from from detainment facilities, man. Really, really powerful stuff. So keep all that stuff in mind. Children being trafficked, right? Families coming over. Immigrants from all over the world. And this is unfortunately, this is something we have not, this is nothing new. We've talked about this before. But switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about what happened earlier this week? Ahmad al-Issa, Muslim man, has been charged in the Boulder Rampage. Earlier this week, there was a mass shooting at a Colorado grocery store on Monday. The shooter has been identified as 21-year-old Ahmad al-Issa. Now, very interesting because a lot of people thought, oh, wow, this is a white guy, white supremacist. It's usually white supremacists that do this type of stuff. The carbon cutout, you know, uh, but a lot of very interesting information has come out about this guy. You know that he is uh, basically a Trump hater. That he's made death threats against classmates. Uh, that he lives in like an eight hundred thousand dollar family home. That he's got all kinds of guns. Uh, he's he's a devout Muslim who posted frequently about Islamophobia on social media. And so think about that. Okay, these people come here. They t- they're, they're they're told America sucks. They are basically programmed and then glorified in saying that America sucks, it's never going to be great, it was never great, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. And then when they, you know, lash out because they react violently, (laughs) we, 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 we get upset. You see, we get upset because they've been brainwashed and programmed and propagandized to that America sucks and then they're let in here and then they attack things. God only knows what happened in the grocery store to set this individual off, but you understand the premise I'm trying to make. You know, you got to ask the question of how do they assimilate into a country like ours, especially right now? In a time frame like this where we're hearing this type of rhetoric that America sucks, America's never great, it's never going to be great, you know, white people are bad, F your Jesus, uh, death to America, you got to ask yourself what is the thought process behind somebody trying to immigrate here? Do they believe all of that rhetoric? Are they trying to change that rhetoric? We just spent a a fair amount of the portion of this segment talking about essentially uh, immigration. This is one example of it. And countless more coming up in the future. But let's read a little bit of this and we'll get back into, uh, (laughs) into the fallout of this and more. This is an article that comes from Judge Report Feed. They put this up March 23rd. It says the gunman responsible for a mass shooting at a Colorado grocery store on Monday has been identified as 21-year-old Ahmad, Ahmad Al-Issa. Al-Issa, who has moved most of his life in the U.S., is, who has lived most of his life in the U.S., is now in custody and has been charged with 10 counts of murder. At 2.40 p.m., he opened fire at, on King Super's Grocery Store in Boulder, killing 10 people. He was taken into custody at 3.28 p.m. and was transported to the hospital to be treated for a leg wound. Alyssa is now in a stable condition and has been charged with, has, and has been charged, but his motives remain un, unknown. In Facebook posts over the last 18 months, he complained about not having a girlfriend and ranted about President Trump. So an incel, a uh, involuntary celibate individual. So because he was, you know, not having a girlfriend, seeing the married women. Carry out doing TikTok dances and going to the grocery stores, uh, being free, this probably upset him. I'm, I hope this doesn't come off as racist, but I mean, I'm sure if we were to, again, look into the psychological makeup of the shooter, we would have everything there. They took down his, his, his social media as I figured that out. Goes on to say that his brother confirmed he was the shooter in an interview with the Daily Beast on Monday, saying that he was paranoid and very antisocial. The brother said he believes his brother is mentally ill and described how he was convinced people were after him in high school. It's unclear why he unleashed terror on the supermarket or whether the gun he was using, described by witnesses as an AR-15, was legally purchased. Police have still not yet confirmed that he was the one who was seen being led out of the grocery store in handcuffs, bleeding from the leg, but they did say that he was shot in the leg in a standoff with police. You can find that video, I think, on our... Actually, we, we, we'll play that, that video here uh, for you guys afterwards uh, because there were casualties. Here are some of the victims. Uh, they've been identified as Denny Strong, a 21-year, a 20-year-old, uh, Nevin Stanisik, a 23-year-old, Ricky Old, a 25-year-old, Suzanne Fontaine, a 59-year-old, Terry Leecher, a 51-year-old, Eric Talley, 51, Kevin Mahoney, 61, Lynn Murray, 62, and Jody Waters, 65. Officials revealed at a press conference on Tuesday morning that some of the victims were at the store to get their COVID-19 vaccine. Great. Al Issa is currently in hospital but is expected to be discharged later today to be booked into cholera in the Boulder County Jail. Crazy. Uh, Witnesses described him shooting two or three shots then stopping calmly before opening fire again. One survivor said that he was not spraying. Harrowing 911's calls reveal how officers feared he was wearing a tactical vest. They told each other to take headshots only and to bring him down. At the press conference on Tuesday morning, officials said they did not know what the shooter's motive was. So let's go ahead and see if we can pull up that clip here for you guys. Uh, I think they have it censored over here on the page. Uh, but uh, it's sensitive content. I think we're big people.
6: we here now. We're at King Super's in South Boulder. Table Mesa. We've got injured parties on the f- ground. 911 now, people. We don't know if there's a shooter, active shooter somewhere. Could be in the store.
4: Yeah, he went in there.
6: He went in the store. Right down there. Oh, my God. Guys, we got people down inside King Supers. Look, there's... Holy shit.
2: God damn it. We need 911 here now. We're at Kingston. Thing I do know enough to say on in terms of what's happened there. While we're still waiting
6: for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time, and it brought down these mass killings. We should do it again. We can close the loopholes in our background check system, including the Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. The Senate should immediately pass — let me say it again — the United States Senate — I hope some are listening — should immediately pass the two House-passed bills that close loopholes in the background check system. These are bills that receive votes of both Republicans and Democrats in the House. This is not — it should not be a partisan issue. This is an American issue. It will save lives — American lives. And we have to act. We should also ban assault weapons in the process. I'll have much more to say as we learn more, but I wanted to be clear. Those poor folks who died left behind families that leaves a big hole in their hearts. And, and, we can save lives, increasing the background checks that are supposed to occur, and eliminating assault weapons, and the size of magazines. We don't know all the detail yet on that.
0: Dude, it's so crazy. I'm sorry, I have to cut him off. It's so crazy to just like hear him slur through a speech. Like I know that's a pot called in the kettle black because you know I stutter and I speak too fast sometimes. But dude, I'm, I'm <laughs> I didn't spend fifty years in politics. It is so crazy to see this man just like slur his way through a speech, and we're supposed to take him serious. It's uh, it's 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 actually kind of sad because again, it just shows how much of a joke of a country we have become. Uh, but here, getting back into the seriousness of the matter. Uh, This is, again, speaking on how Joe Biden readily had the gun control reform accessible post the Colorado shooting. Very, very shady. Uh, It says President Biden on Tuesday urged the Senate to pass two recently passed House measures on gun reform that includes provisions for an assault weapons ban and tougher background checks on the sale and transfer of firearms following the mass fatal shooting in Colorado. Yeah, they're for your guns. Ted Cruz actually fired back. And uh, I think in the Senate earlier this week saying, "No, they're coming for your guns." Every time this happens, they 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 always have something just lined up ready to go. They're coming for your guns. And Biden is definitely the one to do it. Uh HR, HR1 from HR127 and HR1, all these things that they're doing, you can see that they're incrementally trying to figure out ways uh, to come after your guns. Let me let me go ahead and start closing out this segment for you guys. Uh, this is something we talked about literally as soon as Biden got elected. Biden regret. Uh, this is a survey that's been put out. It says Biden supporters are now experiencing voters remorse as approval ratings plummet. An article by Nima Harris of Your Newswire, they put this up March 23rd, it says Joe Biden supporters have begun expressing, quote, voters remorse as his administration continues to unroll deeply unpopular far-left policies. That's right. So you're literally seeing Joe Biden turn America off, saying, no, you won't be great. Turn in your guns. Let all these people come in and tell you how to rule your life. He's shutting down jobs. All, all, all of this, right? People are gradually beginning to experience voters' remorse. It says Biden's job approval rating has plummeted three points since Friday as Democrats in the House continue to unravel their far-left agenda, including the Equality Act, H.R. 1, and Mass Amnesty. Monday's Rasmussen Reports daily presidential tracking polls showed that Biden gathering a 49% approval rating and 49% disapproval rating. Quote, the latest figures include 32% of who strongly approve of the of of the job Biden is doing and 42% who strongly disapprove. This gives him a presidential approval index rating of negative 10. Negative 10. People really do not like this guy the same way they chose Kamala Harris because they knew people would not like her is the same way that they got Beijing Biden, this crippled this 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 crippled dementia-ridden old man up here. We are being actively demoralized by them putting up this cryptkeeper. You have to understand this. This is Biden's America, right? This is, I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but this is the embarrassing, the embarrass, the Biden-Harris, the embarrass. You see, this is the, this is the embarrassing moment of America right now. I don't want to get more into this. I'm going to go ahead and close it out for you guys uh, with a video that we'll pick up on the other side. But this is Biden's America, and <laughs> it's only going to get crazier. This is the clown world we've, we've entered into. And now you have Presidents Clinton, Bush, Obama urging Americans to take the COVID vaccines in this creepy new propaganda piece Crazy. You just got propagandized too. We're going to play that again on the other side as well. Uh, but that was Presidents Clinton, Bush, Obama urging Americans to take the COVID vaccines and their creepy new propaganda piece. Um, and this is these these are our so-called leaders. These are our so-called elected officials. You have a decrepit old man, Joe Biden, up there telling you uh, that he's coming for your guns. And then you have your former president telling you to do your American patriotic duty and to take a shot. This is the COVID-1984 world we have found ourselves in. This is the new world order, and this is the new normal that they are pushing. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to play that clip again for you guys of former presidents pushing people to take their COVID shot, as well as Krispy Kreme offering free donuts for the vaccinated. That's right. That's right. You're really being propagandized, too. If you haven't caught on, There's this thing called COVID and I guess you need a vaccine to like go to a park or something. I don't know. We'll get into more of that on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom.
2: And we'll be right back right after this.
5: Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with, with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country have you noticed this the media constantly running stories about all the latest infections salmonella e coli hantavirus bird flu and and americans are they panic easily so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands trying to avoid all contact with germs it's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths fear of germs why these fucking pussies (laughs) Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? (laughs) Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs, what are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? <laughs> I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Yeah. Uh, I tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. (laughs) And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our
6: differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat.
5: This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you.
2: Forbidden Club, because if you know, you know. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Here are the former presidents
0: of the United States propagandizing you telling you to do your patriotic duty and receive the shot. Our fellow Americans.
6: Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you.
7: That's the first step to ending the pandemic. And moving our country forward.
4: It's up to you.
0: You don't want to know what would be. You don't want to know what would be up to me. Uh, This comes from Andrew White of National File. But they reposted it over there. Planet Free Will. March 24th says globalist former presidents Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama urged Americans to take the experimental mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in a creepy video released by the Ad Council. I feel like we should just go ahead and start saying these ads are propaganda. They're not promos. They're not ads. You're being propagandized to. Okay. We talked about this earlier this week. When narrative replaces news, that's indoctrination. Getting back into the article, it says that one advertisement posted to YouTube on March 11th features the three former U.S. presidents standing alongside one another at the Memorial Amphitheater at at Arlington National Cemetery with American flags behind them swaying in the breeze. Quote, the science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease, continued Bush. Quote, they could save your life, added Clinton. Quote, so we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you, said Bush. Quote, that's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you, said Obama. Throughout the duration of the advertisement, a light acoustic tune was playing in the background. This is not the first creepy pro-vaccine advertisement that the former president's had made an appearance for. This next video was released by the Ad Council on March 11th featuring former presidents and first ladies. In the first 18 seconds, the former presidents say the exact same thing as they did in the first video, only in a different order. Quote, Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, said Bush. Quote, And soon, they'll be available to everyone. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease, said Obama. The video then shows photos of former presidents and first ladies getting what appears to be the experimental mRNA COVID vaccines as they make their case as to why Americans should do the same. Quote, I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around, said Clinton. Quote, we've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. Take your shot. Don't you know you need to take your shot? Don't you want to be a part of the vaccinated you don't want to be like those dirty anti-vaxxers and dirty anti-maskers, do you? Take your shot. Roll up your sleeve. Join us. Don't you know? You get access to all this great and wonderful uh, uh, society. Join us. Yeah, dude, I won't lie. It's very creepy. Audio listeners, uh, if you guys are watching, if you're listening to this, go watch it, man. Instagram turned the spigot back on that let us get views again. This is pushing somewhere up near upwards near 100,000. We're at ninety-eight thousand nine hundred and nine hundred and seven views right now. But this is a very, very creepy propaganda piece. You're being propagandized to. And whenever they use people like Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama, uh, these are helpful faces. Not necessarily useful idiots, but puppets that you remember. They wouldn't lie to you. It's not like they would get you involved in wars in the Middle East and then leave their position. Only to, only to profit from the chaos. It's not like they want to be warmongers. No, they love you. So you need to do your part and take this vaccine. This is creepy. This is creepy. It's strange. Uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was watching earlier this week. There, there, like it, I think it just tripped me out to really see how many different uh, parodies... How, I wish they could say they're parodies, but it's just propaganda and like how many music videos and things there are uh, basically promoting the vaccine in the shot from uh, CVS videos uh, to just regular day content creators who are tired with their families who want to get the vaccine so they can go back to, to the bar. <laughs> you know, and I freaked out about this earlier this week that this vaccine is not going to help you. Uh, and that it's not a vaccine, we need to start calling it a gene therapy because it literally alters your DNA, your DNA, changing your genes, making you into a product, right? One of the reasons why Microsoft's uh, former CEO, Bill Gates, is at the forefront of it because he wants to manipulate humans. He wants to change the genetic structure of humans. This This is transhumanism. And so whenever you have puppets like these presidents up here, they're not getting the real vaccine. They're 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 not getting the same vaccine you are. To a degree they're introducing eugenics on a mass scale. Like, this is something else, ain't it? This is something else. Listen, let me show you something else that's something else. Uh let's let's see if I can get this clip up here for you guys. I freaked out because just the other week uh in our just the other week I talked about how they're beginning to do tests. On children, how Moderna is testing on children. I freaked out because that's insane. This week, you literally, or better yet, last week, you had Dr. Anthony Fauci saying that babies and toddlers need to be vaccinated for herd immunity, saying that 2022 is a viable timeline. Let's see if we can go ahead and get that up for you.
2: For high school students, it looks like they will be available to get vaccinated in the beginning of
7: the fall, very likely for the fall term. With regard to children, we're doing an AIDS des- uh, an age de-escalation study in elementary school children from 12 to nine, nine to six, six to two, and two mo- six months to two years. We anticipate we'll have enough data to be able to vaccinate these younger children by the first quarter of 2022. For high school students, it looks like they... will was- yeah,
0: good, good luck. Good luck. This is Dr. Anthony Fauci again saying that babies and toddlers need to be vaccinated for herd immunity. And in some of these parody videos I see, I definitely see the fathers just like running up to the kids saying, it's vaccination day, it's vaccination day, I can't wait to get away. Time to go sign you up and let's go play. I for sure already see that taking place. And so... The timeline that we are working on with the way we assess this information and the way we look at things, guys, we are definitely not going to see some of the cross reactions and some of the mutations uh, and some of the diseases that 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 we know are coming. We're not going to see that for the next couple of years. Uh, we're already seeing the deaths, right? That could quickly pull up like statistics of how many adverse uh, vaccine reactions there's been, uh, how many people have had strokes, uh, Bell's palsy and things like this. But I think we're going to see even more of these type of things take place in the future. Uh, some of the long term effects of this vaccine, because it's being or this gene therapy, because it's being rushed into development, it it it, it it's just not being it's not being seen yet. Uh, we don't have the science or we don't have the the these the statistics to see it. I mean, you got to think about it. If they're literally trying to suppress how many people have had adverse reactions, how many people have died. Uh, and how many other things are happening because of this vaccine in just our time frame we're definitely not going to be able to see the immediate effects of this vaccine uh until unfortunately it's too late until some of these people grow up and some of these things take place uh this is this is this is something else all of this is something else i cannot stress that enough uh so this is the vaccinated i'll be getting into it later on uh you have a california study saying that they need to inject men with female sex hormones to treat COVID-19. So they're, 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 they're literally grasping at straws at this point. They're just kind of uh, mix and matching. You know, they're not even trying to get, they're not even trying to use vitamin D3. They're not even trying to use like <laughs> light or anything. They're, 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 they're just using this as an excuse to experiment on the people. They're using COVID-19 as a reason to try experimental vaccines, uh, experimental treatments, and so on and so forth. Oh, but we shouldn't worry because the former presidents say it's a good thing. Here's Krispy Kreme offering free donuts uh, to everybody that gets vaccinated to the vaccinated.
4: What do we think about this, a sweet for a shot. Krispy Kreme is offering a new incentive in order to induce people to want to get that COVID-19 vaccine. Essentially, you show up with your vaccination card and you can get a free original glazed donut. This offer is good until the end of the year. WCNC Charlotte photojournalist Mike Hansen found out what y'all think of this offer.
5: A delicious reason to do your part. I've already got mine. Krispy Kreme is now offering a free donut for anyone showing a vaccination card.
4: I would get the donut in a heartbeat. You betcha. <laughs> it comes you betcha. at a great time. The
5: number of vaccinations is growing each month, with the U.S. now surpassing
0: 100 million doses. Yeah, that's very important. Uh, I already got mine,
4: got the first one, and I'm waiting for the second one.
5: You know, I enjoy the Krispy Kreme. People who enjoy the sweet taste of a Krispy Kreme donut say
4: this is... What do we think about this? A sweet for a shot. Krispy Kreme oh is offering a new... Well, I'm
0: gonna get that donut of course <laughs> yeah that's 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 crazy
2: that is that is clearly crazy. you could do your part oh my God, I don't even know what to say right now uh- where do you begin, dude?
0: This is like a literal like p- i I don't even really know what to say to this it's like how like, <laughs> Wow, like that's where we're at right now. Uh, So many people have been propagandized to thinking that this is a good thing, that you can now get a a, a free donut if you've been vaccinated. Now, what I find so very interesting uh, is one of the main reasons the vaccine doesn't work or that it ends up killing people is because of comorbidity factors, right? Well, what is one of the main things that's killing us? Obesity here in America. What do you think contributes to this? Our fast food habits. Well, what is Krispy Kreme? A literal drive-thru place where you can go get coffee, donuts and or, and other kind of sugary beverages and treats. Oh, but because these guys are offering you a free donut because you've been vaccinated, this is the type of marketing campaign we need to go with. So, so you have pre- you have the former president's Krispy Kreme. Where's McDonald's? Right? Are they offering free vaccines, be- uh, free uh, uh, free meals before the vaccinated? This is the crazy aspect of all this. Uh, where again, you have corporations getting involved In the tyranny, normalizing it. This is uh, just mind-boggling. Let me read a little bit of this article, and then we'll continue on. Uh, This comes from Nima Harris over there at News Punch. They put this up March 22nd. It says the chain, Krispy Kreme, announced a new ludicrous scheme on Monday, to encourage vaccinations by giving away donuts. They say that any customers who bring in a valid vaccination card showing that they have received at least one dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or the single-dose Johnson & Johnson jab, they will be given a free donut. And not just one, but one every day for the rest of the year. Now, I guess I think of a... I think of a... you know, like whenever you're a kid or, or whenever you take your kid like into the doctor and they would give like a vaccine shot. And then they'd give like little Billy or little uh, little Susan, whatever her name is, whatever the name is, somebody they would give them a a little sucker, a little lollipop. They would say, oh, you're not getting this lollipop until you get the shot, Timmy. And then the parent, the kid would look up at the parent and the parent would say, I have to agree with the doctor. And so little Timmy or little Susan has to roll up that sleeve. And look at that, look at that lollipop because they're getting the vaccine. I can't help but feel like this is the same type of situation except for adults. Like what's happening is they're trying to socially remove the ability for people to say no. They're trying to ostracize individuals for not getting the vaccine. You literally see them pushing, trying to push people out from receiving the vaccine as if people who don't get the shot cannot participate in modern day society. That's very crazy. If it weren't prophesied in the Bible, that would be considered fantastic and abnormal if it wasn't something we had already seen in the Bible. You see how that works? That's the plan. That's the mark of the beast. Oh, but don't worry. You can get a (laughs) you can get a Krispy Kremes donut if you want to have your DNA altered. Very, very shady. And now you have Walmart. Getting on board as well, that they are one of the main, uh, that they are also now a provider of the mRNA vaccine. Insane. But let's go ahead and uh, continue on with the show. I'm about to show you guys some false information that's been reviewed by independent fact checkers. Not really. Uh, I'm just going to show you guys some information that you should be made aware of. The mRNA COVID-19 vaccines are gene therapy and not vaccines. This is per the CDC's definition. This comes from the great game India that they put up March 23rd. It says COVID-19 vaccination has become mandatory and it is important to understand what this injection truly is. As per definition, the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are gene therapies created by Moderna and Pfizer. They are not vaccines. Yet many fact-checkers insist this claim of gene therapy is false. Maybe we should see why these fact-checkers say it's false. The fact-checker, Science Feedback, has concluded that it is false. They say that vaccines protect people from diseases, but don't always prevent disease transmission. Research ongoing to determine if COVID-19 vaccines stop transmission. Well, screw all that noise. I'm going to read this article and tell you guys straight up the facts. As per the the U.S. CDC, the medical definition of a vaccine and immunity is this. A vaccine is, quote, a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting the person from the disease. Immunity is, quote, protection from an infectious disease, meaning that, quote, if you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected. Now, the legal definition of the vaccine says this, quote, vaccines means a specifically prepared antigen administered to a person for the purpose of providing immunity quote vaccines means a preparation of a killed or attenuated living microorganism or fraction thereof the statute also specifies that a vaccine upon immunization stimulates immunity that protects us against disease these both medical and legal definitions present issues for mrna vaccines because these vaccines do not match legal or medical definitions of vaccines and do not impart immunity. Both Pfizer and Moderna admitted that their trials are not looking at immunity. The mRNA vaccines created by Moderna and Pfizer don't inhibit SARS-CoV-2 infections transmissibility. There are some some dictionaries which attempted to rewrite medical terms, and we should not be fooled and should not accept these redefined terms. Merriam-Webster's defined vaccines in 2019 as a "quote preparation of a killed microorganisms, living attenuated organisms, or living fully virulent, vir- 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 oh, wow, or living fully virulent organisms that is administered to produce or artificially increase immunity to a specific, to particular disease." By February 26, 2021, they had updated the ve- the definition of a vaccine to this. It says, a preparation that is administered as, a, as by injection to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific infectious disease. And then it goes on to talk about uh, the antigenic preparation and the pre- preparation of genetic material. Uh, we should understand that the fact that the me- medical terminology is not dictated by Merriam-Webster, it can confuse us. Vaccines created by Moderna and Pfizer using mRNA therapy that does not actually satisfy public health measures. Directive. It says since mRNA therapies do not render the immunized person immune and do not inhibit transmission of the virus, they cannot qualify as a public health measure capable of providing collective benefit that supersedes individual risk and therefore cannot be mandated. I think that's it right there. Yeah, you cannot mandate somebody to take a shot that alters their DNA and at the same time does not provide immunity. It's like the masks don't work. The vaccines don't work. So why are you mandating something that doesn't work? Why are you trying to mandate something that does not work? They are saying it, they're not pushing for immunity. So this is clearly something that is not beneficial. What is the purpose of this? You see, because I don't think it's about the actual vaccine. I think it's about normalizing the institution of vaccination cards, right? The same way that it's not about the virus, it's not about COVID, it's not about health, it's about capitulation, it's about control. Now we have the virtue signal everywhere wearing the mask. And as we we saw beforehand, the masks will be the introduction into the into the vaccine the vaccine and the shot will be the introduction to the mark of the beast because nobody's going to want to carry around a vaccination card nobody's going to want to have their papers on them but if they can easily scan something on you say an injectable microchip that has all of your biological information and all of your health and medical records well heck yeah they're, they're going to do that uh sad sadly enough this is going on worldwide and so again i have to ask a Why are they trying to mandate something that is not beneficial, nor does it protect us from the actual virus? But getting into even more strange news surrounding all of this, check this out. Inject men with female sex hormones to treat COVID-19, says a new California study. Uh, This comes from Great Game India. They put this up March 22nd. And my God, what is this? What world do we wake up in? To where they thought, hey, this person's sick with uh, the common cold. Let's shoot them up with female sex hormones. (laughs) It's like, who? you got a bunch of monkeys behind there working? What are you guys doing? This does not make sense. This does not make sense. But again, (laughs) a lot of people that end up getting COVID end up recovering from COVID. So why are people being injected with female sex hormones to
2: treat COVID? And we're not talking again about some of the adverse vaccine reactions, some of the other crazy stuff that goes on. But it's
0: like, what? Well, how did this get here? Why am I literally about to read about transgenderism and biohacking because of COVID? This is a new study from a Los Angeles hospital in, the Californ- in California advocates injecting men with the female sex hormone progesterone to treat COVID-19. Oh, my gosh. I probably won't read this in its entirety. I won't lie to you,
2: because it's, 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 this, this, is, this is the insanity that they're just normalizing. Just normalize it, just get people used to it. You know, uh, we've, we, we
0: have seen so many strange things in relation to COVID, for people drinking bleach, um, to UV we, we, like we've, we've had people on the show to talk about UV and IV light treatment. Uh, for COVID. I think that's a, a fair, a fair method uh, to hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine to all kinds of different things to do it. Like I said before, COVID-19 has green-lighted the ability to people, scientists in particular, to begin experimenting upon humanity. And this is just out of control. But let me get into this so we can hurry up and move on. This is the trial carried out by pulmonologist Sarah Godendari of the Cedar sinai hospital in Los Angeles recruited 40 male patients hospitalized with COVID-19, reported, reported the Daily Mail. Quote, as an ICU doctor, I was struck by the gender disparity among COVID-19 patients who were very sick, remained in the hospital, and needed ventilators, she empathized. Quote, One group acted as a control sample for comparison and received only the standard medical care given at the time for the disease. Quote, the experimental group, meanwhile, also received 100 milligram injections of progesterone twice daily for 5 days during the time they were hospitalized. All the patients were assessed by the team daily for either 15 days or until they were discharged from the hospital, a summary notes. Quote, While our findings are encouraging for the potential of using progesterone to treat men with COVID-19, our study had significant limitations, noted Dr. Gundari. She explained how the sample size was relatively small and composed primarily of white, Hispanic, and obese individuals with a moderate burden of other conditions, which served to increase the risk of worse outcomes. Furthermore, while the trial was randomized and featured a control group, it was also unblinded, meaning that the research team, physicians, and patients all knew who had received the experimental treatment, the Daily Mail added. Earlier, researchers at the University of Miami recommended men to have fertility evaluation before receiving the COVID vaccine and to consider freezing their sperm before vaccination in order to protect their fertility. Yes, because that is a major thing. We have an article coming up in the next segment where we essentially talk about uh, how plastic pollution is shrinking genitalia and making people infertile by the year 2025. And some of the, interestingly enough, some of the very strange studies that came out uh, at the source or at the very beginning of COVID indicated that it actually did indeed uh, attack male reproductive organs, uh, affecting the spermatogenesis of the people who were infected with COVID-19. This was more geared towards elderly populations, uh, but still the fact that you could have a virus similar to the flu uh, where it's easily transmissible or at least easily contagious, less lethal, uh, affecting the spermatogenesis of the the population is still very dangerous in and of itself. But again, because they've been so shady in how they've handled this, I don't really trust anything that comes out of these people's mouths. Uh, But continuing to move on and look at more of the strange things surrounding the vaccinated. Right? You think uh, President's Bush, Clinton, Bush, and Obama have some of that progesterone in their veins. You think they even got like a real mRNA gene therapy vaccine? I'm not sure, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But check this out from Max Lavo over there at SHTF Plan. They put this up March 22nd. And check this out. Entire school district in Pennsylvania closed Friday after more than 40 staffers called in with, quote, vaccine reactions so the gene therapies not the hormone treatment not the progesterone the gene therapies are negatively affecting people like guys here before i even before i even get into this let me see if i could try to make it a little bit more 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 relevant there was a 20 a 27 or 28 year old uh registered nurse who was pregnant married the in in, in a somewhat similar situation, she took the vaccine and she died. Like there are so many horror stories out there surrounding this, uh, that literally we are watching a public experiment go in live time. We are seeing the people become sacrificed. I talked about this just last week, you know, how, how, how we are for sure seeing vaccine suicide. There was a, what, where is it? I think I have it here from, from last week's notes. There was a, there, there there was somebody that actually advocated saying i will kill myself for this vaccine if it helps other people i will sacrifice myself for this vaccine so think about this this is the anti-human nature of covid people already know the vaccine is going to hurt people they're trying to go ahead and get a get out and ahead of it saying hey roll up your sleeve do your part there's gonna this is going to hurt some people but roll those dice, you know, let's 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 play the lotto. You might not get hurt. You might not suffer Bell's palsy. You might not have a stroke. You might not have a, You you might not suffer from infertility. Right. You might not suffer from any of these things, but do your part. Become part of the vaccinated and let's help make society better. This is crazy. And so to see something like this, an entire school district being closed because people are having adverse vaccine reactions. The sad part is, is this is nothing new and this will not be anything new. The, the, again, the even sadder truth about this is this is them. This is them getting us used to seeing public experimentation and living with some of these adverse vaccine reactions, us living with some of the side effects. Right. This is this. This this used to be something that they took care of in the private uh, parts of society. But because now everybody wants the shot. This is eugenics. This is population control. Let's make it all trendy, right? Let's get into this. It says more than 40 staffers in a Pennsylvania school district called in sick due to the reactions of the COVID-19 mRNA gene therapies. Pennsylvania has been vaccinating teachers and school staff members with its allocation of the one-shot Johnson & Johnson gene therapy labeled a vaccine. The upper pericumine. Perkyomen? Yeah, the upper Perkyomen school district said late Thursday that dozens of staff members had already submitted a sick day for Friday, mostly due to the reactions from recent vaccinations. As of 10 p.m., 40 staff members across all five of the school's districts had called out sick, the superintendent said in a message. Friday is categorized as a functional closure, meaning there is no school because there are not enough staff members to teach classes in person or virtually. It goes on to say that the day will have to be made up like a snow day, the superintendent said. The CDC says side effects of the three currently approved vaccines, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna, could include tiredness, headaches, muscle pain, chills, fever, and nausea, as well as pain or swelling at the injection site. Side effects should clear up a few days after getting the vaccine. Another side effect is death, and the mainstream media is continuing to leave that one off the list. These, quote, vaccines have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration either, for those who somehow still trust the ruling class. They have been given, quote, emergency use authorization, which means they are still experimental. So as long as the government has, quote, declared emergency over the coronavirus pandemic, the gene therapies will continue to be jabbed into the public regardless of the reactions. The EUA, the Emergency Use Authorization for the Moderna COVID-19 Vaccine, is in effect for the duration of the COVID-19 EUA declaration justifying emergency use of the product unless the declaration is, in, is terminated or the authorization is revoked sooner. Uh, it goes on to say that the state of emergency allows a ruling class to continue to get this experimental gene therapy made by a self-described biotechnology company, into the bodies of as many willing sheep as possible. The staff in Pennsylvania were using the J&J vaccine and the EUA vaccine information provided by the FDA or the ruling class can be found in the article. It goes on to say that take one of these vaccines if you want to, far be it from me to tell you what to do, but at least inform yourself of what's going into your body beforehand and understand that there's a reason and an agenda behind this push to get everybody willingly vaccinated. And if you guys were listening to our uh, Instagram live that we did earlier this week, somebody called into the show saying, you know, what what should they do in a situation like this? What should they do with their families uh, taking the vaccine? Uh, and my thought is, again, assess the situation, figure out what type of vaccine they got, figure out what time frame they got it, because you've got to be careful about uh, outdated or expired or even cracked vials, right? Like this is, a, this is a whole separate thing, figuring out how to approach the COVID vaccine shot. Uh, I guess because I'm looking at it from uh, my unique perspective, I'm trying to figure out how can I drag somebody else down with me if they're going to shoot me up? How can I get their name on file so I have somebody to uh, redirect my frustrations at? But uh, definitely go back and listen to our Instagram Live earlier in the week. Where we talked about uh, this this same situation, if you were to get the vaccine, because this this is uh, this is very real, you know. So the the lockdowns didn't help anybody. The masks aren't helping. The vaccines are harming people, and people are waking up to this. This is a part of the great awakening. This is what happens whenever you have corrupt governments trying to run things, uh, steamrolling the people. And over this weekend. Across the pond, over there in London, you had thousands that rose up against the COVID lockdowns. That's right, thousands of citizens took to the streets of London over the weekend to protest the inhumane lockdowns being imposed by the elites on humanity. This comes from Nima Harris over there, News They put this up March 22nd. It says, at least 33 were arrested for, quote, breaching COVID regulations amid clashes with riot police after thousands marched through London says the the anti-lockdown rally began as a peaceful march on Saturday afternoon under the watchful eye of hundreds of militarized police, but eventually turned violent after police began unlawfully detaining people. Of course. Of course, you don't want to have the slaves organized. You don't want to have them uh, uh, fight back peacefully. No. Let's just start stirring stuff up. Uh, And if you guys paid attention, just last week we played a clip for you guys of police rounding up women who were mourning a victim in London, a kidnapped murder victim in London. So no, you can't mourn them. You can't have protests to get your kids back to school. Like Hillary Clinton said, I bet you're a terrorist. These anti-lockdown protesters are terrorists. That's what her and Joy Behar said. You're probably a terrorist for wanting to go back to work. You're probably a terrorist for fighting back, you're probably a terrorist. For being informed, this is this is the this is the obedient and capitulated population that they want.
2: But then you have situations like this, where you have former FDA chief Scott Gottlieb saying
0: that social distancing was not based in science.
8: The six-foot distancing requirement has probably been the single costliest uh, mitigation tactic that we've uh, employed in as a result of covid in response to covid and it really wasn't based on clear science we implemented it early on based on an assumption that coronavirus was going to spread like influenza and there have been some prior research that flu spread predominantly through droplets and if you stayed six feet apart from people it reduced droplet transmission we've subsequently learned that covid coronavirus is spreading through aerosols not just droplets So probably six feet isn't as uh, effective as it would be if this was purely droplet transmission. I think the fact that we've over-relied on a flu-based model caused us to under-appreciate the role of aerosol transmission. It probably caused us us to overestimate contaminated surfaces as a source of spread. It probably caused us to underestimate the utility of high-quality masks in reducing transmission. It probably caused us to overestimate the impact of distancing the six feet. We should have re-adjudicated this much earlier. I think there's there's the.
0: Well, that would have been helpful at least a year later, or at least last year. That would have been helpful. <laughs> not much good it does us now, not really. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good that does us now. Uh, whenever you have people listing to Big Brother, who 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 beg to have the mask on, who beg to stay at an arms' distance away, who beg. To be slaves. whole lot of good that does us now. (laughs) Yeah, because now you have teachers suing the Los Angeles School District over the COVID vaccine mandate. This is an article that comes from Jesse Smith of The Truth Unmuted. They put this up March 23rd. And this is the type of lawfare that I am excited to see. Remember a couple, like last year we talked about the hybrid warfare that we were in the legal warfare, the economic warfare. Obviously, we 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 started the show off talking about spiritual warfare. This is a type of lawfare that I'm in total support of. Uh, out here, you guys have heard me talk more and more about it. We have a case uh, where you have a first responder who is fighting the COVID-19 ma- mandated vaccine. We need that. We need to have some type of pushback because if not, they're going to have people coming up to you with these mRNA gene therapies trying to alter your DNA. So no, these are not uh, uh, terrorists, right? Domestic terrorists or or, or, or accelerationists or whatever you want to call them, conspiracy theorists. These are probably parents, business owners, free-thinking individuals who are getting access to all this information saying they do not want this. And you, you, you have to understand that we have got to get the narrative out there, again, of bodily autonomy, medical freedom. My body, my choice. It's, 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 it's crazy how that whole phrase, that whole probably hashtag movement, has just been thrown into the shadow void because of COVID. But here, let's get into this article. Uh, it says, Employees of the second largest school district in the U.S. filed suit last week to prevent the school district from mandating COVID-19 vaccines as a condition of employment. California Educators for Medical Freedom, with assistance from the Health Freedom Defense Fund, filed a federal lawsuit March 17th against a Los Angeles Unified School District. In a press release, HFDF said LAUSD's vaccine mandate violates federal law and basic human rights by requiring employees to take experimental vaccines in order to remain employed. All COVID vaccines available in the U.S., Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, are approved under the U.S. FDA Emergency use authorization. By the FDA's own definition, that makes the vaccines, quote, experimental until or unless the FDA license them. School employees allege in their complaint that the statute granting the FDA power to authorize a medical product for emergency use, uh, 21 U.S. Code Section 36BBB-3, requires that a person being administered the unapproved product be advised of the benefits and risk and of his or her right to refuse the product that's the main thing we have to be informed of the benefits and the risks and we also have to have the right to refuse the product the FDA issued a fact sheet for the health care providers and a fact sheet for recipients and caregivers for each of the three vaccines approved for medical emergency use the fact sheets state that among other things that a provider must communicate information to the recipient prior to administering the vaccine including that the recipient has the option to accept or refuse the vaccine. In their lawsuit, employees allege that Section 36, 360 BBB-3 recognizes that, quote, well-suited doctrine that medical experiments or, quote, clinical research may not be performed on human subjects without the express informed consent of the individual receiving treatment. Yeah, so this is, again, more that lawfare where we're literally having to go into our state's code to figure out where we... Our rights, the law you cannot administer this, this is not you you cannot mandate something like this as a condition upon employment. We have the right to be informed about this, and we also have the right to say no. I'm always walking around with my form saying, "You know, get them to sign this, get them to sign this. What these people are doing is the way that we need to go. We need to get into again our state code, figuring out where where what this is like this is. I applaud this. This is this is this is the Cats Meow. It says according to HFDF, the fundamental right to avoid imposed human experimentation has its roots in the Nuremberg Code of 1947, which was later ratified by the 1964 De- Declaration of Helsinki, further codified in the United States Federal Code of uh, United States Code of Federal Regulations and adopted by the California legislature. It says that, quote, no person subject to the state's jurisdiction may be forced to undergo the administration of experimental medicine without the person's informed consent. Since adoption of the Nuremberg Code, free nations have recognized that forced medical experimentation of any kind is both inhumane and unethical. Quote, there is no pandemic exception to the law or the Constitution plaintiffs stated in their complaint. Quote, this is a very important case for educators all across America and is likely to set a precedent. For all of us, said Michael Kane, New York City teacher and founder of New York, Cho- New York Teachers for Choice. Quote, sometimes all you need is someone to stand up and say no, to remind everyone that we are completely within our rights to resist government overreach. And that's exactly what this is. Government overreach. I would have to agree. Heck yeah. Looks like we're getting some woke teachers out there in Cali trying to fight back. That's what we need that is for sure what we need we need people willing to get some skin in the game willing to sacrifice a little bit of comfortability for everybody else man that's what we need we 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 need less selfishness more selflessness we need people standing up getting activated i think uh what I'll be doing in the future people ask me well how do we do that in my own area how do i start my own council how do I start my own organization? How do I, how do I do that? Right? Because they, the vaccines are coming for everybody. How do we do that? We're going to figure out a way to set up that type of infrastructure, or at least export those type of skills to people because that can not be done. And that's what needs to be done. We need to figure out how that case goes, keep our finger on the pulse with that one. And again, copy that template and then transplant it to your own area. Because you're, you're going to have things like this. You're going to have people like Boris Johnson greenlighting pubs to mandate vaccination passports. So if you don't start creating that narrative in your own local area, you're going to have that narrative of being capitulated and compliant with the vaccine taking over. You need people fighting back against this. Uh, But let me get into this article by Paul Joseph Watson of Summit.News. They put this up March 24th. Again, this is Boris Johnson, the prime minister, uh, saying that you will need to get vaccinated in order to go into pubs i find that crazy Uh, and and it is crazy because this morning uh, just before meeting with my client and before my workout i saw an article we posted on our telegram channel of uh, people in the uk fighting back against this because protesting this because it is ludicrous this is again mark of the beast style stuff we are literally in the days of prophetic politicking do not get it confused but let's listen
9: Concept of uh, vaccine certification uh, should not be totally alien to us because, after all, uh, when you have um, uh, when you're entrusted with care of a, a patient, and uh, you say you're, you're you're a surgeon, you're expected to have a vaccination against uh, hepatitis uh, B. Uh, the, the principle is is there. Uh, this is a particularly uh, contagious disease. It can be very uh, nasty in, indeed. Uh, we've seen what happened in, uh, in care homes, as we were discussing earlier. It, it doesn't seem to me to be uh, irresponsible at all uh, for the, uh, far from it, it's wholly responsible for um, care home companies to, to think of, of, of requiring vaccinations.
3: You mentioned surgeons and, and the care sector. That's very different to uh, the ordinary citizen going to the hospital. So is, do, do you recognise addiction for COVID vaccine certification?
9: I, I think that that's the, the kind of thing that, um, you know, it may be up to individual publicans, uh, Will. Um, it may be up to the landlord. I, I do think that the publicans. basic concept of... Publicans.
0: Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. I think that would be up to publicans. And I and I, and I agree. I'm not just making fun of the accent. I actually definitely agree uh, because there are a couple of restaurants here. Again, vote with your dollars, vote with your lifestyle, where I have sat down with the owners uh, about the contact tracing policies and how they do not support that. It will definitely be up to businesses, uh, publicans, Uh, And other individuals to enforce, again, the COVID-19 mandates where they where they ask for your, your vaccine passport, where they ask for you to wear a mask. It's 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 not mandated. You see, it'll be voluntary only to a degree to where they can get enough people who have volunteered to carry out the agenda in order for them to make it mandated. Let me read this and then we'll continue on uh, and close out this segment for you guys. It says, despite repeatedly assuring the public that domestic vaccine passports to enter pubs would be discouraged, Prime Minister Boris Johnson today signaled that landlords could mandate them when pubs begin to open next month. While speaking to MPs, members of parliament on the, commissions, or on the Commons Liaison Committee, Johnson indicated that the government wouldn't stand in the way of pub owners demanding that customers show proof they've taken the COVID-19 jab before entering the premises. Asked if such a certificate would be required, Johnson responded that, quote, I think that that's the kind of thing. It may be up to the individual publicans. It may be up to the landlord. Outdoor areas and beer gardens are set to reopen on April 17th, with indoor spaces to follow on May 17th. Johnson's attitude to the issue represents a change from previous government rhetoric, which assured the public that there would be no domestic vaccine passport. Back in December, Vaccine Minister Nadine Zawahi declared that any form of vaccine passport would be discriminatory. Although many pub owners won't insist insist on proof of having had the vaccine, Polls in the U.K. routinely show high support for lockdown measures and restrictions. Creating such a system where people have to show digital proof of vaccination to engage in normal everyday activities would also virtually guarantee they'll be introduced at other venues. As we highlighted on Monday, a top public health official said that the masks and social distancing will continue to be in place for years, despite the the fact that the vast majority of health of the British public will have had the vaccine by the end of July. Very interesting you know i I can't help but think of i I can't help but think of how they don't ever admit that the social distancing didn't work and that the masks didn't work, but that the lockdown measures are going to intensify and I won't get into again you know some of the some of the stats that have come with the lockdowns uh, just this past weekend we had the anniversary of, uh, March 20th of the, 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 the lockdowns where protests nationwide and worldwide where people were talking about it. I mean, it's, it was, it was, it was truly empowering to see so many people activated and engaged on this type of stuff, man. And so there's no way they can keep this. There's no way they can keep this going. There's no way that they can get this many people to believe in the lie because you have situations like this. Check this out. <laughs> Governor DeSantis, Proof of vaccination is not required to live your lives as free people in Florida. Whoa, what a semi, what a woke statement. You're telling me I don't need to show you my papers? I don't need to show you my papers as if I'm a free person? Because you know that's exactly where this is leading. This is an article by Chris Pandolfo of The Blaze. They put this up March 19th last week. You know that this is where this is going, right? I've made comparisons of how we are now the Jews and the technocrats are the Nazis where we've we, we played clips for you of people being stopped in supermarkets because they're not wearing the yellow star. You know that's where this is going, that if you don't show them your
2: papers, if you don't have a mark of the beast, you will be, you will be excluded from society. But how
0: crazy is it that we have places like South Dakota and Florida that are fighting back against this, using common sense practices to show that this is a scam? Let's get into this. It says, as vaccine distribution reaches the 100 million mark in the United States and Americans yearn to return to their normal lives, some state governments and private industries are considering adopting a vaccine passport program. But not Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis said Thursday that under no no circumstances will Florida impose a statewide mandate requiring people to show documented proof of their vaccination before traveling or attending large public gatherings like concerts or sporting events. At least, not while he is governor. Quote, I just want to make very clear in Florida, we are not doing any vaccine passports. All those experts said that it was a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea. And so that will not happen. And so folks should get vaccinated. Ah, shucks. If they want to. We'll obviously provide that. But under no, census, no circumstances, will the state be asking you to show your proof of vaccination? And I don't think private companies should be doing that either. DeSantis said Thursday. The governor believes it's all Floridians individual responsibility to decide whether they want to get the vaccine and what kind of place they go to or activities they do quote to start going down the road of vaccine passports. I mean, you have some of these States saying to go to a sporting event, you have to show either a negative test or a vaccine proof. I think you just get, I think you just go to make decisions. If you want to go to an event, go to an event. If you don't don't, but to be requiring people to provide all this proof That's not how you get society back to normal. So we're rejecting any vaccine passports here in the state of Florida, DeSantis said. The idea of showing proof of vaccination before being permitted to travel in places is gaining traction worldwide. On February 21st, Israel introduced the, quote, Green Pass as an app Israelis can download to display proof that someone has recovered from COVID-19. Advertising for the Green Pass Pass promoted the idea that anyone with the pass could return to life as normal going where they please without social distancing or masks. And this is, a again, an article that came out from Business Insider earlier this week talked about how uh, black market transactions of uh, COVID, of, of, of vaccination cards, has skyrocketed, like up upwards of 300%. So what they're saying is people are going onto the dark web and you have people on the dark web coming up with fake vaccination cards and you have people using the dark web to come up with these, 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 these passports. So I find that super fun and super cool that even whenever you have crap like this going down, there is still a massive black market that is literally designed to bypass this because you're not going to have people capitulate to this. You're not going to have them try to, you cannot try to hold people's freedoms hostage and not expect people to work around, uh, that control factor. you see, But this is the world they're creating. So cool, isn't it? Right? So trendy. I could get a free, I could get a free Krispy Kreme donut if I just get my my gene therapy. This is the world they're creating. This is the insanity they want us to entertain. But speaking about entertainment, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to entertain my supernatural paranormal fix by getting into paradigm-shifting technology, and UFOs being released on the public. On top of that, we'll be talking about how scientists are ready to, con- ready to conduct their sun-dimming their sun experiment this summer. We're talking about futuristic technology, the New World Order, the technocracy, and everything else they have in store on the other side. I hope you guys entertain this and more.
2: Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction, and over here on Factions of Freedom... And we'll be right back, right after this. That's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion. Victimizers beware. The racist and
5: biggest, greatest nightmare. Social justice warriors. It's the Bias Response Team. If you've been offended, your feelings must be defended. The freedom of expression is a microaggression. Here comes Angela Freddy. He's always ready to fight fascism with fascism. Starbucks windows don't stand a chance. Ethic and handsome. It's been We have a the evacuation of all counties I report complete devastation We have a giant squall Required to We have the
1: impact There are forces in this world That remind us of how fragile we are We thought we were safe We thought it could never happen to us Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home.
2: Final segment,
0: and we're back. And there is a massive brawl taking place and our video ticker. Looks like it's going on in the airport. Yeah, yeah. All because she wouldn't wear a mask. The entire airport got on uh, this lady's case. It was it's a, it's a pretty sad sight. This is the dystopia. <laughs> wow, you know it is a. Um, it's got a, it. It really does have to go this way. It really does, you know, I, and I think, um, I think in the future too, we're also going to change up some of the the show format uh, because there are there's a fair amount of topics that we need to cover, right? Um, that don't go with the political structure of things, with the with with with, with the political theme of things, with how we structure the show. Uh, just really be expecting some changes to happen in the coming episodes. And I know I keep saying that, but I just have to kind of forewarn you guys uh, because there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about. And while it is important being informed in this capacity, we we, we, we sometimes have to switch things up in order to be more effective. And so it's interesting uh, seeing content and things I want to cover in the video ticker, but un, 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 unable being unable to do so Uh, in this segment, in the dimming the future segment, we're essentially going to be talking about uh, weather modification, geoengineering, and how this has affected us and how this is going to affect the future landscape. Right. At the start of the pandemic, I had converted. I had, I had uh, compared it to uh, nine 11. I compared COVID-19 to nine 11 uh, with the three towers, uh, the first initial impact, the second in, initial impact, and then the tower that nobody completely thought of, we are in tower number three right now, tower seven, basically, uh, where people are completely unaware of the socioeconomic impacts of COVID-19 and what this is bringing, and again, some of the some of the psychological devastation that it, that it has brought as well like Biden tripping upstairs (laughs) three times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What is going on? COVID 1984 is so appropriate because this is clown world. You know, I, and I said this before you, you are going to have people who eventually capitulate and go along with the propaganda. They're going to exhibit signs of Stockholm syndrome and they're going to want to extend the lockdowns, extending the mask mandates, right? Mandating uh, vaccines, whatever it is that, that Brick Brother tells them. And now keep this type of mindset in, in in mind, right? We've compared some of the mask hysteria to veganism. We've compared uh, the COVID-1984 clown world mindset to Stockholm Syndrome. Keep this in mind because what I'm going to be bringing up here for you guys next is how scientists want to conduct the first sun dimming experiment this summer. Keep that mindset, though. Right, the Stockholm Syndrome mindset. I promise you, you we are going to have people like Greta Thunberg, who are going to be die-hard uh, climate change activists, right? But at the same time, advocates for geoengineering and weather modification. I I I cannot predict or for for hell that enough i cannot and climate change geoengineering weather modification this will play a massive part in the anti-human agenda with greenhouse gases greenhouse gas emissions i mean what did we talk about in the previous episode first segment of a first segment of season 11 episode 7 with the climate infrastructure where you have the White House coming up with their own uh, climate czar that monitors the greenhouse gas emissions and how they're going to have an energy justice police that tracks your carbon footprint. Well, what do you think this is going to do? What do you think dimming the sun is going to do? So, and again, check this out, even crazier, right? Because they said sunlight could help beat COVID. Vitamin D3 could help you. Going outside, getting fresh, non-recirculated air could be beneficial. Go get you some sun. Right? They said a lot of the people that ended up having severe effect, or the vitamin D3 reversed the severity of COVID-19. So it's like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Get sunlight and fresh air. Right on. I'll do that. Why in God's name would the following year they approve something that dims the sun? Because this is only hurting you. Oh, well, we got to make the planet cooler. Things are heating up. It's like, well, well hold on now. Well, uh, uh, that, that's very interesting because you guys said with COVID-19, things chilled down. Things got quiet. So what is this that you guys are doing? Let me get into this article and then we'll continue on. This comes from Sarah Burroughs over there at Return to Now. They put this up March 23rd. And it says, if they get approval... Harvard scientists are planning to send an aerosol-injecting balloon into the stratosphere this June. Harvard scientists are proposing a June 2021 test flight of a balloon craft, balloon aircraft designed to inject the stratosphere with chalky dust in hopes of are partic- are partially blocking out the sun to combat global warming. So there we are. We're talking about stratospheric aerosol injections. As put forth by former CIA Director John Brennan, the very same person who said that uh, religious extremists, libertarians, anarchists, and nativists are essentially domestic terrorists. So the very same person that advocated labeling free-thinking individuals as domestic terrorists has also advocated for this very same procedure that, that we're about to go, go over, spraying calcium carbonate in our atmosphere to combat global warming. Let me get back into this. It says, quote, it's a small-scale experiment that will inject about a kilogram of particles into the stratosphere to generate a plume of, a, a plume, a few km- kilometers in length that will have absolutely no physical impact on the ground, says Harvard engineering and atmospheric science professor Frank Kutz in a video. The so-called stratospheric-controlled perturbation experiment is awaiting the approval of an independent advisory board. The $7 million experiment, which is set to take place in Sweden, has been funded by private donors, including Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates. It's designed to mimic the effects of a volcano, which has the temporary effects of blocking out some of the sun's light and heat with its plume of volcanic sulfuric ash, but critics warn, trying to outsmart nature, is rife with risks. I would have to agree. I think, uh, El Nino and El... El Nino. I think, uh, We've, we've talked about this on the show, how messing with Mother Nature is going to have like a snapback effect where things are going to be twice as hard because it has to correct itself one year and then it has to stabilize the following year. Uh, so, yeah, no, rife with risks. Oh, my God. This is going to be very, very crazy. If you thought, again, like if you thought immigrants and migrants were coming here because of climate change, well, where are you going to go? Right, we freaked out early this year with the sh- with, with, with the snowstorm in Texas shutting out power. Where are you going to go? They start messing with the weather like this, and they have a plan for this with Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2045 and 2050, where they have uh, indomed or or domed enclosures, uh, domed domiciles, domed smart cities, right? Because the harshness of the environment has become too much. These jabronis were messing around with stuff to a degree to where they couldn't fix things. And so, to protect humanity, they had to go inside of these domed enclosures. Let me get back into this article. It says, in their first test, the Harvard scientists want to use calcium carbonate instead of sulfates, which can lead to the ozone loss. Quote, but because calcium carbonate does not exist naturally in the stratosphere, models for its behaviors are uncertain. Admits David Keith, a Harvard energy and climate scientist. Quote, even if it doesn't deplete ozone, calcium carbonate, or even if it doesn't deplete deplete ozone, calcium carbonate will react with other gases and particles in the stratosphere, changing its composition, and potentially seed clouds in the in, in the lower atmosphere that might cool or warm the planet. Purdue University atmospheric chemist Daniel Cicizio, uh who is skeptical of the experiment, tells Science magazine, "Even with all the risks." Proponents claim we can't cut greenhouse gas emissions fast enough to avoid climate disaster and that, quote, dimming the sun may be our only choice. The first flight is in June and it would not inject any particles. It would only be a dry run of the steerable balloon and the instruments. So there you go. On the heels of COVID-19 of them releasing a virus to create global governance on the heels of this. The same time that they introduce uh, vaccination passports, global health security uh, agendas, and things like this, they also have begun to publicly admit that they are modifying the weather. We reported on this, like, forever. <laughs> it, basically, any chance we get, we try to report on any type of geoengineering, any type of weather modification news that comes out, because, well, it's astonishing. It truly is astonishing, because what are we talking about? We're literally talking about how man now has the power to manipulate his environment. We'll talk more about greenhouse gases and the climate change agenda and them shutting down and changing society here shortly. But think about this. If they're spraying calcium carbonate in the sky, right, to try to reverse the sunlight, well what does what what has the spray that they have already dispersed on the population? caused what i'm trying to say is some of the things that are already present here in society are already negatively affecting us manipulating the weather is only one aspect of it like i can't help but think that now that we've crossed this rubicon and we are here in 2021 this is why i'm telling you we are seeing nothing but active depopulation agendas active uh dehumanization agendas where they have, again, made eugenics and population control trendy. Look at this right here. Scientists say that plastic pollution is shrinking penises will make most men infertile by 2045. An article by Paul Joseph Watson that comes from the Summit.News, they put this up March 24th, it says that humanity is facing an existential crisis. Now, before I get into this, you already know what I'm going to read. You already know what I'm going to read. You already know what I'm trying to get across. The climate change will negatively impact our population. Elon Musk has actually come out talking about a population, uh, implosion, essentially around this time period, you know, and, and, and because of COVID a fair amount of people are not having sex. I talked to you guys too about, uh, my negative, my negative encounter with, uh, some of these eugenicists at the ultrasound office as if they were upset that they couldn't, you know, uh, 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 sell us on certain things. What I'm trying to say is look at how these technocrats and these scientists have gotten control of the planet and look at the crazy evil crap they're about to do and look at the crazy crap they have already done that they don't want to admit is affecting us. Let me get into this article and I'll continue on. It says an environmental scientist has warned that plastic pollution is shrinking penises and making men infertile meaning most of them won't be able to produce sperm by 2045. In a new book called Countdown, Dr. Shauna Swan writes that humanity is facing a, quote, existential crisis due to the phthalates, a chemical used in plastic manufacturing process, which disrupts the endocrine system. A growing number of babies are being born with small penises, and as a result of the phthalate syndrome, something that has been observed in the rats when they are exposed to the chemicals and tests. Human babies are being exposed to the chemical in the womb, causing a shorter anogenital distance, which conf- correlates to penis size. Quote, uh, Felithates mimic the hormone uh, estrogen and thus disrupt natural production of hormones in the human body, which researchers have linked to interference in sexual development in infants and behavior in adults. Reports Sky News. It says the chemical, which is used to make plastics more flexible, is being transmitted to humans via toys, food, and other items. Swan cautions that, quote, our modern world is threatening sperm counts, altering male and female reproductive development, and imperiling the future of the human race, like what we talked about in the previous segment, where you have them literally trying to inject progesterone, female sex hormones, into men because they have COVID. So we're not talking about transgender uh, Uh, transgender surgery we're talking about just therapies for covid we're talking about plastic pollution affecting fertility we're talking about how we're constantly exposed to all these chemicals and how the society that we're creating is becoming toxic getting back into this throughout her book she cites Peer reviewed studies warning about collapsing male fertility rates, including a 2017 study which found that male sperm counts in Western countries had dropped by 50% over the past 40 years. This is why they tell you they don't like, here, I gotta pause. This is why they tell you they don't want men. They call it toxic masculinity, right? Look at these aggressive men. We need to have limp wristed, lispy people. Who are more influ who who can be influenced and don't want to stand up for anything? Shrinking penises is one thing, but depleting testosterone is another. You get what I'm saying? There you 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 were, and, and just the other day, Biden came out and saying that there is nothing that a man can't do that women can't do better. And I'm about to have a daughter. I'm going to teach her to be a very strong black woman. Don't you doubt it, dude? But what I'm saying is, you are seeing them scientifically try to say that men are corrupt, men are evil. Men are the reason why things are messed up like this. we need to get rid of them, and we need to put women on top of everything. This is very shady this is very shady, of course, it would drop fifty percent over the past forty years right the, like, that that's that's that gave them a generation post world War two to make perfect that could be easily that, that, that would carry out that same agenda and so then for the next forty years right after that, they had all this all, all this all this human capital to manipulate. This is why we are waking up from this now. This is why at this stage of the game, you literally have people thinking that vaccines are medicines. We are having to clarify that this is not a medicine, that this is a gene therapy. This is not going to help you. It is actually going to make, it's, it's, it's actually going to cause a lot more problems. This is why we're having to have the actual study of vitamins, nutraceuticals, supplements, healthy routines, instead of just saying, take the shot, because the shot came from, uh, it, it came from so-called medical studies. You see, of course, sperm counts would drop over the past by 50% over the past 40 years. They experimented on us. They 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 they, they dehumanize us. They got us down to a point of passive a uh, 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 passivity to where we can be manipulated. That's why you have all these 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 unfortunately weak-willed people who don't know what's going on. Let me get back into this because this is actually very telling. It's not so much about shrinking penises or infertility. It's about a, the, the, the current state of the human being. Let me get back into this. It says, while birth rates continue to plummet as a result of declining of, of declining fertility, young men are also being told to remain single while women in the West are socially engineered to believe having children and devoting themselves to motherhood isn't fulfilling. It's true. I literally saw a lady say that, oh, well, you know, I just... I. I couldn't have a kid because I had to buy this house and I had to get like a, 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 a some fancy car. And it's like her and her husband were sitting there sh- straight faced looking at the camera. I think this was like on that baby's document docu series on Netflix, looking at the camera saying, Oh, well, we didn't, we chose not to have kids because we had just bought this house and we had car payments. It's like, so you're literally putting car carnal things, fleshly things before like life. That's crazy. Motherhood isn't fulfilling. Right. Fatherhood isn't fulfilling. Being a parent isn't fulfilling. Having a job working for the man working for some, someone else is this is this is this is very appropriate because, again, this is a socioeconomic reformation. This is the sociopolitical reformation. Uh, let me let, let me get back into this. It says from 2007 to 2011, the fertility rate in the U.S. declined nine percent in the space of just four years. In 2016, the US fertility rate fell to 59.8 births per 1000 women, the lowest since records began. Wow. It says last year, researchers at the University of Washington's Institute for Met- for Health Metrics and Evaluation warned that the planet is not prepared for an ongoing global population crash and that the impact will be quote jaw dropping. Yeah, you need 2.5 kids to replace you and your significant other in the workforce and we're not producing that. And so because we're not reproducing we're not replacing our human capital in the workforce the workforce is going to find robots they're going to find immigrants because guess what Americans people the West are not having kids Yolo, bruh. there ain't no need to so when you have a culture again of degeneracy of decadence that promotes sexual deviancy that promotes promiscuity that promotes all this crap heck no they're gonna see getting married as archaic that's that stuff that old folks do I don't want to get married. I'm going to stop having fun. I mean, you, you you have to look at again, what's happened in a generation's time period. A lot of the conversations I have uh, with people who were in my age group off air is I get frustrated of how we were set up for failure, how, how strategically and scientifically our generation was set up for, 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 for failure and how we were having to rediscover pro human Renaissance based qualities to help get us back on track because they have set us up for failure. They wanted us to be wicked, lazy, degenerate, godless, atheistic pieces of garbage that don't worship, that, that, that don't give glory, don't worship anything, that hate everything, and also don't give back. So, uh, and, and and I had talked about this uh, too as well in last week's episode uh, when talking about immigration and migration, people replacing people in the workforce. Well, what, what happens whenever... The robots come. So, yeah, no, the world, the planet is not prepared for an ongoing population crash, right? Because people aren't having sex because of COVID. They're afraid that they're going to have, that they're not going to have a, 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 they're afraid that they're going to catch COVID from their significant other. Therefore, they're not having sex. I mean, my God, some of the most dystopian things I've seen in just this week alone is a mother giving birth to her baby and then literally putting up like a plastic sheet in between the mother and the baby. As she just like gave birth, like the mother has a face mask, she's in a gown, and then the baby's screaming, you can still see like the placenta juice, like the embryonic fluid on the baby because it's smashed up against like the little, the little, the little plexiglass sheet that they're putting in between the mother and the baby because the mom wants to see her baby, she was holding on to it for nine months plus. She wants to see that baby. Oh, but you can't. You might catch COVID. Let's
2: put a plexiglass sheet in between the mother and the baby. About the ongoing population crash. Yes, I'll be
0: talking about that. I'm sure in the in the in the coming weeks. Uh, DNA-based dating, eugenics, and population control being made trendy because this is this is this is going to be something else, dude. All of this is something else. So I'm sorry to go on like a five to 10 minute rant about that. But this is a massive thing. When we talk, listen, when we talk about mental health epidemics, the suicide records going off the charts, what is going to be left here? That's what I'm saying. It, the 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 po- the plastic pollution, shrinking penises and making people infertile. That is such a multi pronged topic. That it's like, how could you not get upset about what is happening to your fellow man? So, um, wow. Well, let me uh, let let me let me get reconfigured. Let me get reconfigured. And I think the best way to do that is by getting into this article right here, which explains everything. Right? Because of that ongoing global population crash, right? You're going to have things like this: uh, the degrowthism, degrowth policies undermined with shrinking pandemic economy, okay? So because things are about to hit the fan, they can't roll the robots off fast enough because the workforce isn't going to be there, you're going to see a lot of crazy socioeconomic developments taking place. How can they streamline things? How can they automate things? How can they really really change that cost-effective ratio? How can they pay the least but get the most? Um, I think this week it said the USPS service is going to begin to charge more. is going to have higher prices and worse service. That's some somewhat of the same type of topic or the concept I'm talking about here. So because you are going to see all these crazy things happening, you're going to see, again, that paradigm shift, that socioeconomic change, that reformation take place, the Great Reset, so to speak. Uh, this is why the culling is taking place and more, more cullings are happening. But as that takes place, you're seeing them create an infrastructure uh, that that is in more alignment with these New World Order policies. Let me get into this. This comes from Brian Walsh via Axios, but the folks over there at Technocracy News reposted it March 24th. It says radical environmentalists would gladly push the global economy back around in 1850 while proportionately reducing the population. This is, quote, degrowth or economic regression. When Agenda 21 was first created in 1992, this policy was clear, but critics were branded as conspiracy theorists. Some environmentalists and economists are pushing for degrowth, stabilizing or even shrinking the economy to avert environmental catastrophe. Says the Big Picture, degrowthism may seem like the only reasonable response to climate challenges we face, but the experience of enforced economic shrinking during the pandemic indicates that the pain would outweigh the benefits, especially the world, for the world's poorest. This as the global economy shrank by an estimated 4.3% in 2020, according to data from the World Bank. That, con- uh, that contraction was both due to the direct pain of the pandemic and the effects of social distancing measures, but it also led to a roughly 6% reduction in global carbon dioxide emissions, the biggest annual drop since World War II. However, accidental or however accidental 2020 represented perhaps the best example we've ever experienced of degrowthism in action didn't i say that before i even heard this word degrowthism i knew that was going to happen i knew that you were going to have climate change activists use the pandemic as an exi- as an example of how to move forward with the climate change agenda this is why i'm going to be talking about it in the future sound is going to play a huge part in it You already see them saying, shut up, put your mask on, speaking spreads the virus. You already hear them saying, don't you scream over there at those theme parks, you might spread the virus. The the, the same way that I foresaw climate change activists using the lockdown as a template for future lockdowns and for climate change in general is the very same way that I see sound uh, and our voices being set up to be taken away from us in the future. But getting back into this, into degrowthism, okay, and how they're using this as an example to create what I called lockdown culture, right? Minimalism. Let's get into this. For degrowthers, simply cleaning up the global economy by switching from fossil fuels to zero carbon sources of energy isn't enough. Economic growth, the growth of essentially every government everywhere, is itself the problem. Environmental activist Greta Thunberg summed up the argument when she chastised delegates at the UN Climate Summit in 2019. Quote, We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales and eternal economic growth. How dare you? It says the movement now has its own has its own dedicated academic journals, associations, and conferences. It says the very real human pain of 2020, the political fallout it created, should be taken as a warning sign to degrowthers. Now, let me let me pause right there and scroll back up. Because what they're basically saying is that gr- that that growing the economy is bad. Right? Growing the economy is bad. Like Joy Behar and Hillary Clinton saying these anti-lockdown protesters are terrorists, growing the economy is bad. That's a bad thing. We don't want people to work. We don't we, we, we don't want to advocate capitalism. We don't want to advocate uh pro human behavior growing the economy is bad and so what is the best way to rectify that situation consolidate government right have regional governments that don't take up so much power remove the world superpowers title so that it can be equally shared you're seeing the creation of the global government of the one world religion of the one world government of the one world military you are seeing that for sure. And this degrowth is exactly what it is. I called it deconstructivism, you know, because we weren't being reconstructive. We were being deconstructive. How Trump was raising us to first world status only for us to level out, a second, level out at a second world status. This is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. The degrowth is a massive thing. Uh, this, is, this is the linchpin and the crux of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Again, chastising capitalism, economic growth, uh, American exceptionalism, things like this, and more. Let me get back into this. It says that a new Pew Research analysis found that the ranks of the global middle income, those who live on about 10, 10 to 20 dollars a day, fell by 54 million in 2020 compared to the number projected before the pandemic, while the number of the global poor rose by 131 million. And while carbon emissions did fall significantly in 2020, it came at a high cost. One analysis estimated that each ton of CO2 reduced due to the pandemic-related degrowth will have an implied cost to the economy of more than $1,500. That's an order of magnitude greater than the most costly techno-fixes, like direct capture of carbon from the air, as Tad Nordhaus of the Breakthrough Institute wrote last year. So basically what they're saying is that there is no technology, no techno-fixes that can change the the rate at which CO2 comes out. We literally have to stop human movement to save the economy money. We have to save the economy money, and we also have to save the Earth at the same time. So we have to stop human activity. We have to shut down human involvement. Let me get back into this. Oh, man, this is this is... Articles like these are truly gold mines if you can break them down. Goes on to say that the strongest argument around degrowth is rooted in want in in a goal that its own advocates strive for global equity. It says in a piece posted earlier this week, economist Max Roser of Our World and Data estimated that, that estimated the amount of global growth required to bring everyone in the world up to the level of poor people in the fairly rich nation of Denmark would be four hundred and ten percent. Whether or not global poverty can truly be conquered, meaning getting everyone at least to the minimum of the developed world, quote, overwhelmingly depends on whether the average incomes in these countries that are home to the poorest billions of people in the world will increase or not, Rosa wrote. And This is a part of agenda 21 as well, uh, eliminating poverty and things of this nature. Uh, again, this is giving the global government so much power that they assume their role to be like our stewards, to be like the ones that tell us what to do. That's why they say they want to eliminate poverty. They want to eliminate carbon gases and and, and things like this. Uh, It all sounds virtuous up front, but the idea leads towards uh, submission, subjugation, to where you will have your resources allotted to you. You will have uh, uh, supplies rationed, things like this. Does that sound fun? You can only take like a five-minute shower, and only one minute of that five-minute shower is actually hot water. Uh, but you're doing your part to save the planet. Doing what you can to save the planet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm sure m- more of this will pop up in the future, I'm, I'm for sure. I definitely am for sure, because this is the way of the future. And at the same time we're gonna see, you know, technology come out that is uh, supposed to be helping reduce carbon footprints and clean up the earth and things like this, but I for sure foresee a lot of that being in our future. And like I said, uh climate change is gonna play a major part in the anti human aspect of everything. You're already seeing it. And you're gonna have environmentalists basically chastise like the the, the eco extremists are going to team up with the Karens, and they are going to become something unholy. You will literally be shunned if you eat steak. This is going to be a very, very crazy world. But speaking of world, let's get out of it. Let's get out of this world talking about some of the strange things that happened or some of the strange information that's coming out. Let me play for you real quick. Senator Marco Rubio talking about how there are UFOs flying over Installations, and we don't know what to do with them. Let's 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 play this clip for you guys, and then we'll get into this article here shortly. Switch up.
6: Uh, Like I told you, I don't know. I don't know the answer to what it is, but it's stuff that's there, and people. So, but
10: you're on an intel committee; they don't even tell you what's going on.
6: Well, I think they tell us what's going on. I mean, there's stuff flying over the top of our military installations, and they don't know who's flying it. They don't even know what it is. Um, So that's a problem. We need to find out if we can.
10: So, just quick question, quickly Everyone thinks we're we're the smartest. Out there in the universe, but are the aliens
3: possibly smarter than what we are right
6: now? Uh, well, if they made it all the way here, they probably are. Yeah, they're probably more <laughs> advanced. If they can get here and we can't get there, that tells you they're more advanced. But I don't know if there are aliens. I don't know if they've ever visited here. I'm not. You know, when you talk about that stuff, everybody gets, uh, you know, stigmatized about it. No, no, no one wants to sound weird. My thing is very simple. We don't know what that stuff is that's flying over the top of our installations. Let's find out. Maybe it's another country, and that would be
10: bad news too. But let's just say hypothetically. One last question, man. Uh, hypothetically, if somebody comes down, there's aliens. Should, should Biden and should the government should we try to be friendly with these folks? or Should oh, we I don't look know, at them
0: man? As I, I- haven't this. Uh, like I told you, I- oh, man. That's 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 a whole separate show right there. That is a whole separate show. <laughs> but uh, here it is. Here is the false flag alien invasion being queued up right after the pandemic. Very interesting. Now, long-time listeners of the show have heard me talk about my roots and the paranormal and the supernatural and how we have evolved into the position we are in now. I'm for sure going to have to do like a whole separate transmission on just all the overwhelming amounts of disclosure-based information that's coming out. Regarding UFOs, uh, but this will be a paradigm shifter. When this stuff comes out, we're going to see that again. Oil and gas, we were doing it wrong. That we could do so much better <laughs> with better technology, and that's a lot of what it is too. Uh, some of it is some of the breakaway civilization kind of just doling this technology out to us. This is this is such a vast and complex topic that I'm sure this would come out underneath a Biden administration. Uh, but let me get into this, and then we'll continue on. It says government agencies are about to disclose what they know about UFOs, and that will be a dramatic paradigm shift. That's right. If you don't think you'll care about the Earth whenever the aliens are here, I'm sure you will. Uh, this comes from SHTF Plan. They put this up March 23rd. It says, "Do you believe in UFOs?" Decades ago, if you answered if you answered yes to such a question, many would have considered you a nut job. But at this point, UFOs are no longer conspiracy theory any longer. In fact. Even the U.S. government is admitting that they exist. And in just a few weeks, we may learn a whole lot more about what the U.S. government really knows about this phenomenon. When President Trump signed a $2.3 trillion COVID relief bill last December, it contained a provision that requires all U.S. intelligence agencies to submit an unclassified report to Congress that reveals all that they know about UFOs. In December 2020, President Trump signed a coronavirus relief bill that included an interesting stipulation. The bill set in motion a 180-day time frame in which U.S. intelligence agencies must tell Congress everything they know about UFO sightings via an unclassified report. Remarkably, in what sounds like the opening crawl of an unimaginative sci-fi film, the report must also include an analysis as to whether or not UFOs pose a threat to national security. Perhaps one day, one our puny primitive weapons will be used to bring democracy To spacefaring civilizations. Unfortunately, the U.S. intelligence agency insisted that 180 days did not give them enough time and so now the report is expected to be released somewhere around June 1st. But it is coming and the COVID relief bill was very specific about what it must include. The report will include all data found through geospatial intelligence, signals intelligence, human intelligence, and measurement and signals intelligence. Classified information held by the Office of Naval Intelligence, the the Unidentified Aerial phenomena Task Force, and the FBI will be included as well. It will be fascinating to see what actually ends up in this report. Personally, I don't think that the intelligence agencies will come even close to revealing everything that they know, but the fact that former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe was willing to share so much information during an interview with Maria Bartiromo on Friday seems like a good sign. According to Ratcliffe, there have been sightings all over the world. That's true. That is for sure true. I wish our page was geared more towards it, but that is for sure true. Uh, the level, not even the, level, the UFOs are being sought or are, are, are seen today is just out of this world. It, it truly is. Let me go ahead and try to see if I can pull up this clip of, uh, director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe on that show on Fox's show with Marina Bartiromo, uh talking about some of the strange things they're seeing because yeah, there's a fair, there There are a few more UFOs detected than the public knows. And so I don't think they'll tell us everything they know. Clearly they won't, but this is again to wet our whistles and to set the stage for the false flag alien invasion. And I've talked about this Since we've had this show. uh, Because it's something to look out for. There are so many agendas and so many things at play, guys, that it is just. (laughs) It's prophetic. It's historic. Uh, But let's go ahead and get this clip up here for you guys. Like I said, Instagram turned the faucet back on. Turned the spigot back on. They let us get actual followers and views and likes again. Uh, This clip itself has 101,000 views. On our Instagram TV page, here is former CIA or former Intel Chief John Ratcliffe saying that there are quite a few more UFOs detected than the public knows.
10: That actually um, is a program that's been in place for a few years in terms of a task force that, that has been uh, there under the National Defense Authorization Act, but as you correctly point out, Maria. There's now a report that will be issued by the by the Pentagon, uh, by the Secretary of Defense, and the Director of National Intelligence. I actually wanted to get this information out and declassified before I left office, but we weren't able to get it down into an, uh, an unclassified format that we could talk about uh, quickly enough. But But frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified. When we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery that frankly um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain that um, movements that uh, that are hard to replicate that we don't have the technology for or traveling at speeds that you know exceed the sound barrier without a a sonic boom so in short um, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain um, and so uh, you know there's actually quite a few of those and i think that that information is being gathered and will will be put out um, in a way that the American people can see. We always, when we, when we see these things, Maria, we always look for a, a, a plausible explanation. You whether know, it can c- cause disturbances, visual disturbances. Sometimes we wonder whether or not our adversaries have technologies um, that are a little bit further down the road than we thought or that we realized. But there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we've seen. And, um, you know, when that information becomes declassified, I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that.
5: (laughs) Can you tell us where it was seen?
10: Actually, all over the world. There have been sightings all over the world. And, And when we talk about sightings, the other thing I will tell you is, Um, It's not just a pilot or just uh, a satellite or some um, uh, intelligence collection. Usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. And so, uh, you know, again, some of this are just, they're unexplained phenomenon. Um, And uh, there's actually quite a few more than have been made public. So I think it'll be healthy for uh, as much of this information to get out there as possible um, so that people can see actually... Cool um, is a program that's been in Super place cool for stuff
0: there is former intel chief john ratcliffe uh, former director of national intelligence john ratcliffe speaking with fox news maria bartiromo friday about ufos and unexplained sightings i find all of this so fascinating uh, because there are so many different ways to ponder this type of information you could look at it from being fallen angels you could look at it be from being uh, uh a i you could look at it from being uh Breakaway civilization, you can look at it from being uh, uh, military personnel. There's so many different ways to look at this that it is truly mind-boggling because we don't know. That's why they're called UFOs. Uh, I mean, we know the overarching agenda of the Illuminati is to break open the gates and let forth these demons in here. Uh, but again, as I started this transmission off reading, trying to connect uh, the, 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 the article we started this show with with uh, the sixth vial. Uh, scripture that we had discussed earlier this week with our uh, guest disciple of Christ. Think about that. Yes, this is the agenda, but how do you get people to normalize this? Let's see. You know what? Let me see if I can go ahead and pull this up for you guys real quick instead. And then I'll get into this article over here because this is all so cool that it needs to take time uh, to be broken down and looked at in a cool way. I really do appreciate looking at this type of stuff. Uh, but here, let's let's pull up this quick verse for you guys. This is Revelation chapter 16, verse 12. Uh, the sixth vial. It says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Let me see if I can read this in totality. It'll be much better. Um. Yes, there you go, there you go. Oh, I wish I, sh- I should probably read it in its entirety. Um, y- yeah, because Revelation really is something that should be read in its entirety. I will stop right where it it kind of talks about uh, frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll read a little bit of this and then I'll continue on for you guys. Again, this is Revelation chapter 16. It's in all your Bibles. It's the King James Version. Uh, and it goes as such. It says, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out your vials of the wrath of God upon, upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had had the mark, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and the fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angels of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they had shed Shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. It's like, if this is what you want to do, here, this, this is what you want to feast on, right? You pizza-gate-eaten, pedo-gate-sons-of-guns. If this is what you want, the blood of the saints, drown in it, because that's what you want. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beasts, and kingdoms were full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of, of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I see and i see 3 un- and i saw 3 unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to battle of that great day of the god almighty of, of god almighty so i'm going to stop right there okay i'm going to stop right there where Revelation chapter 16 verse 14. I'm going to stop right there because again what that makes me think is when these entities get here they will be working and co-mingling with humans to carry out God only knows. It won't be something that is it, it it there will be a moment where the charade is up to where we all stop playing this game with them to where we see them for what they are. But until then they will be welcomed. They will be welcomed. Not necessarily as our alien saviors, but as friends. You're like, how do we get over here talking about like aliens, demons, and UFOs? You're like, what the heck? It's like, because some of these UFOs, some of them are piloted through AI. Some of them are shape-shifting uh, fallen angels. Some of them are uh, military individuals who are able to pilot these. Some of these are our foreign adversaries. But the reason they are making things so murky is because of the overarching agenda is to get us to want to see these entities that do not have dominion or authority to be here to be here. This is a much deeper, uh, a a much, a much more deeper topic than we have the time to cover. That's for sure. Uh, so check this out right here. Paradigm shifting UFO tech that alters space time is operable, says U.S. Navy Chief Technical Officer. Now, this is an article you guys can find over there on Liberation Legion. We put this up March, 20, uh, March 16th. It's from Collective Evolution by Aaron Walia. And before I get into this, the reason why you have to know that there is a technological aspect to it, that there is a governmental aspect to it that there is a spiritual aspect to it and an unknown variable aspect to all of this that we have to keep in mind is because who developed the original technology? You could go look at things like ancient aliens where they'll tell you, you know, they, 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 they had a Vamana in the Bhagavad Vita where there were space gods and things like this. Or you could listen to, you know, the Anunnaki and how they're uh, 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 time-traveling scientists who seeded the planet. Yeah, for sure. But what what is the notion that keeps that we keep coming back to extraterrestrial involvement, extra dimensional involvement. Somebody gifted us this knowledge. Who is the original progenerator of this information or the progenerators of the information? We need, we need to take time to do this, to do like an actual deep dive into the book of Enoch, where it talks even more in depth about this, about the different angels and how they came here or how, when they when they left heaven, when they left their first estate and they transgressed when they came to Earth, they taught men not only not only blacksmithing, magic, uh, beauty and other things as well. Who gave these people this information? Right. We could talk about CERN. We could talk about the Large Hadron Collider. Who was who was telling these people to create this technology that, 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 that enables the ability for us to communicate across the veil? Right? Altering space-time is definitely not easy. But somebody or something needs that capability. Oh, man, this is such a, again, such a fascinating topic. I have to wait until the end to really let my freak flag fly. But let me get into this. Uh, this is the author of the article writing this, Aaron Walia. It says, I was recently scrolling through the Twitter feed of Christopher Mellon, the former Deputy Assistant Defense Director for for Intelligence from 1977, uh, to, to 2002. I was In doing so, I came across an interesting post from the drive regarding documents they received via the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, regarding a, quote, space-time modification weapon developed by the U.S. Navy, which apparently has already gone through experimental testing. This, in turn, led to me to evidence suggesting that other revolutionary types of technology that could no doubt be used to change the world for the better in a major way was already, quote, Operable. On a side note, Mellon is one of many with such a background who has been speaking about and creating awareness regarding the reality of UFO phenomena for a few years now. He was part of the quote mainstream UFO disclosure initiative, quote to the stars, which seems to be, in my opinion, a Department of Defense mainstream UFO disclosure initiative. He has left that initiative, which has been heavily scrutinized by UFO researchers who feels it portrays the phenomena with a threat narrative attached to it when there is no evidence to do so. I'd have to disagree. If you look into the works of Dr. David M. Jacobs, somebody I always go back to, he does not have a popular or a, a a optimistic new age lovey-dovey approach to our so-called space brothers, to these people who are coming here, abducting people and conducting experience or conducting experiments. That threat narrative that's attached to it is because they're seeing what's going on. They're seeing how they're operating with impunity and how there is no accountability for these so-called extraterrestrial visitors, and so while you have some people in one camp that think that this is a good thing, when you really drill into this, this is not all right. I like, I got to pause right here, and I'll get back into the article. I made a joke about a couple, like a couple of days ago. I made a joke about how the very same thing you couldn't when you look at the alien abduction phenomena, people who were literally being kidnapped in the middle of the night subjected to all kinds of different tests implanted with, 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 with microchips and things like this, literally having to put a uh, tin foil on their head to bounce out the signals that, that, that used to be a real thing because people were being experimented upon fast forward to where we're at. Now you have people who cannot wait to get implantable microchips. They have all their biometric and uh, uh, medical information on these chips. So what I'm trying to tell you is who was experimenting on these people who is kidnapping these initial, uh, these, 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 these initial individuals, right? Because if you follow that rabbit trail, you keep going down the alien abduction and, and, and UFO phenomena. There were people, military people, uh, Bud Hopkins did a great, a great book on this. I forget what it's called at the moment, but there were military people who were following up with some of these abductees post their abduction. So, 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 so these people would be abducted by aliens, air quotes, in one iteration. And then once they were returned back to their environment, they were literally visited by military people who essentially gave them like a debriefing asking, what did the aliens tell you? What did they implant you with? They were called my labs, military abductions. So, again, this is this is what I'm saying. You really have to look into the UFO agenda, the alien agenda. Like, this is a very, very complex topic, something we do not have the time to really get into here. I'm just trying to give you guys, like, the kernels of what I've learned doing this over the years. But that's why I'm telling you, this is a much more broader topic than you can think, Uh, or at least than I I can think. Let me get back into this, and maybe it'll spur more so the thoughts I was was having, Uh, because it is a threat. You have them literally coming here, weeding out the population. Uh, in the previous segment, or in, st- at the start of this segment, we talked about how plastic pollution is shrinking male penises. Well, what do you think a hybridization program is doing itself? They are eradicating the natural-born humans uh, and, 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 and normalizing, again, this transhumanism, this biohacking, this, this, the, this dehumanization, this genetically modifying of humanity, this, this, this thing. And what's even crazier, too, is it talks about this in the Bible, about how flesh was so corrupt and so wicked that that's why the flood came, because they had to start over. The type of stuff we're talking about right here, from mRNA gene therapies to alien abduction phenomena, man, this is this is not normal and it's not right, but there is somebody behind all this directing it, and it truly usually is the devil. Because who else gets upset at the image of God, and are we not made in that image. Let me get back into this. It says, Back to the topic at hand in 2018. Inventor Salvatore Ciaz Paez presented a paper, quote, Room Temperature Superconducting System f- for Use on a Hybrid Aerospace Undersea Craft, at the 2019 American Institute of Aeronautics and, I- and Astronautics SciTech Forum in San Diego in January 2019. In the paper, Paez writes that the achievement of the room temperature super- superconductivity represents a highly disruptive technology capable of a total paradigm shift change in science and technology and adds that it is adds that it's quote military and commercial value is considerable. That's another reason why they don't release a lot of this information is because it is considered disruptive. Um, this is why I have such a, a complex approach or complex feelings. Whenever I hear Joe Biden say, we're going to get rid of oil and gas is because they have disruptive technologies that can replace oil and gas but whenever they're politicizing things like this, they're basically saying, we're going to sell you free energy. Okay? They're going to roll out free energy, hydroelectric, uh, uh, um, solar, wind. They're going to roll all that out. That's free energy. We live in abundance of it, but they're going to sell it to you. You see how that works? Commercial value of energy. The paper states that, quote, The subject matter of this paper describes the design of an active room temperature superconductor to be incorporated within the hybrid aerospace undersea craft, described in a recently published paper. Quote, a hybrid craft using inertial mass modification device. The granted patent application for the HAUC describes this craft with its capabilities to alter space-time around the craft. So, (laughs) I guess, oh man, I could spend time talking about this in depth. But again, what did uh John Ratcliffe talk about? Some of these crafts are displaying the capabilities uh that they don't really comprehend, and so how would you feel and there are reports that come out like this how would you feel if you were on say starboard side of a boat um, you know like a couple a couple hundred clicks out right you're out there in the middle of the ocean you know you and your you and your mates you're out there on the, on your sea. Uh, on your submarine you just popped up for some air real quick and as you guys are literally uh, surfacing you're seeing something that's moving faster than a meteor uh, crash into the ocean and then you're seeing this 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 light move in a zig like a zigzag style fashion as if it's underneath intelligent control how would you feel if you saw that type of uh that type of situation say 40 50 years ago because that's a legitimate story that I have from somebody that's in my, in my own area that they were in the navy I forget what what sea he was in but that was a scenario they had came up real quick to to get air uh and he was on starboard side of his of his sub he looked over to it there were a couple of other crewmates with him he looked over there he said he he look, he at first he thought it was just like a glare from his glasses or something like that but he looked over to his left hand side it sees something coming down from the sky at a crazy at a crazy angle tremendous speed smashing to the ground smash into the water but it doesn't buoy there it doesn't stay there it begins to zigzag even deeper into the water uh but then as it's zigzagging it begins to move like it says as if it's controlled so there's controlled and automated movement and then there's like actual you know actual steering behind behind uh, this the, the craft what would you do if you saw that in in like 1960 dude <laughs> this isn't a drone you are literally seeing something that has both aerospace and uh aquatic underspace capabilities so no what what they're talking about is is, is something i've heard unfortunately time and time again because then you get into the discussion of deep underground military bases I forget what they're what they're called, USOs, uh unidentified submersible objects, right? Where are some of these objects going? Whenever they do crash into the water, right? Because now you're talking about uh subterranean caverns, again deep underground military bases, uh hollow earth theory and things like this. Where is all of this going to? So all of this is so fascinating that all I can do is put the link for this in the description bar below. If you guys want to look into it, it's definitely something I would recommend you to look into. Uh, But the the crazy thing is, is we are on track for all these agendas and everything else that they are trying to perpetrate. Uh, I will spend time more so in the future talking about more of the UFOs and the paranormal aspect because it is a fascinating topic. One that I think warrants discussion because, I mean, check this out right here. Here, Could this be the answer, right? We're asking where this information is coming from. Scientists think they have found a portal to the, to the fifth dimension. Just because we are here in a carnal existence doesn't mean that there isn't something here in it coexisting with us in an immaterial fashion that's able to communicate with us. The, the The article I read to you guys earlier is how we need to look at schizophrenia and demonic possession a lot closer. We are much more sensitive and much more in tune with things than we care to imagine. And, and as we move into this new world order, as we have this paradigm shift take place, we need to be very, very aware of some of the abilities and things that we are giving up, and that we are actually rediscovering. I'm telling you guys, like life is much more beautiful and complex than any of these posts, than any of this political stuff could ever com- convey. But whether or not we have the mindset to 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 to, to understand it, to internalize it, that's something else entirely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Country in Crisis, the Vaccinated, and Dimming the Future. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know. We went all over the place to as many different places as we could go. But again, it's to give you that deep, comprehensive view as to what's going on and what isn't going on and what they're not telling you about what is going on and why it's imperative for you to become more proactive in your understanding of this world. You see... Things aren't going to get easier, but they are going to get a lot more crazy. And if you can find a constant, if you can find a point of reference, it'll all make sense. This is the clown world. This is the 1984 New World Order we have found ourselves in. And we have to make sense of it for those that come after us. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals. Stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.